I hate the fact that it's cool to be black these days. Good. I hate this hip-hop fucking influence on white fucking suburbia. Good. And I hate Tabitha Soren and all her Zionist MTV fucking pigs telling us we should get along. Save the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. I'd stream across the border. Over two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. Our border policy is a joke. $400 million just to lock up a bunch of illegal immigrants, criminals. There's nothing funny going on here. This is about your life and mine. On the Statue of Liberty, it says, give me your tired, your hungry, your poor. Well, it's Americans who are tired and hungry and poor. And I say until you take care of that, close the fucking book. going on and I don't see anybody doing anything about it and it fucking pisses me off this isn't our fucking neighborhood it's a battlefield
What's up, family? How's everybody doing tonight? Thank you all very much for tuning in to another episode of the Eagles Nest. It's your boy, John Fashcroft, and with me, as always, is my boy, Akilah. Are you there, brother? I'm here, John. What's up, man? How are you? I'm great, man. I'm at, dude. God, I can't tell you how good I am right now. You know all the shit that's been going on. I don't like the... Oh, shit. Dissident Thoughts Already. $10. Hail Fashcroft. Dissident Thoughts. Thank you very, very much. Uh... Little super chat uh, from Distant Thoughts says, "Hell, Fashcroft, hell you, brother. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it." Yeah, hell, brother. Uh, yeah, I, you don't, you know, I don't like to talk about my own shit uh, online. You know what I mean? I don't like to do that kind of shit. But yeah, it's been stressful, man. And just the news today was uh, amazing. It's got a fucking thousand pounds lifted off my shoulder. I've been freaking out, bro. So uh, yeah. yeah, but everything's good now. Good news. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, I'm happy as happy as I can be, really, right now. All things you know considered, what? you know. I was waiting for that news too. I was hoping it was going to turn out right. So, God, bro, I've good. been sick, dude. I've been sick over it. For anybody who don't know, we had some. Uh, we had a scare with my boy and his liver, but everything's fine. So yeah, everything is fine. Uh, yeah. There's some some weird numbers in a in a in a test he had, and but we figured it all out, and everything's okay. So I've been kind of freaking out for like the past almost three weeks. <laughs> I've been in like total fucking like stress mode for like the past three weeks, almost three weeks, man. So, but yeah, so I'm just glad that shit is over. We got it all figured out. And uh, yeah, man, because uh, it's crazy. Like the, the thing that was fucking freaking me out, I was like, God damn, man. He's I mean, you've never seen my boy, but like Verbo, Tuber, Larry, they've all seen my boy. He's a fucking good looking athletic fit young kid he don't do drugs you know what i mean he don't there's no we don't eat that bad i mean we eat fast food every now and again you know what i mean like maybe on a fucking friday or something when we're all rushing around and i gotta do the show and we you know what i mean or something like that but like we eat at home we eat decent food you know what i mean we know how to shop so it just was freaking me out like how the fuck can something be wrong with my fucking kid's liver get the fuck out of here I, i refuse to accept it and uh yeah, yeah, good thing it was just like a, a weird thing. Um, yeah, some anomaly in a test or some some yeah. kind of Yeah, anyways, uh yeah, no, that's really good news, man, because I know you know well, I got young kids, but I mean your babies don't grow up, dude, like if they stay your babies, right? So you know, it when you're a parent, you know, you it, when when you have a health scare, no matter how, how, how their age age changes, you still kinda of get that feeling, you know. Well, so And it always yeah. makes you question yourself, right? Like, I'm trying to be pretty rigorous about, like, what my son's taking into his body, right? Like, I'm like, hey, man, no, you don't need that kind of, you know what I mean? I watch what he's doing, right? I pay attention. Uh, So I'm sitting there, like, when we find this out, I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like, is he doing something? Like, so we tell the uh, the nurse, like, tr- testing for drugs, right? Like, what is going on here? Like, is he doing something behind our back that we don't know what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck is this possible? Right, like, are you running around and like drinking with your buddies or something? Because there's no way, uh, from our lifestyle, this was happening. You know what I mean? So it was a really fucking scary situation, man. But yeah, it was just a weird, uh, weird result. Uh, possibly from, uh, possibly from somewhat of a of a poorer diet, maybe. But mostly they say it can be happened from like being dehydrated. And he's always, uh, he's a real active kid, so I could see what would happen. But anyway, anyway. Moral of the story is he's fucking fine, and I'm in a great mood about it. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> there's that. Uh, you yeah. want to? Well, I'm about to do a speaking about babies segue into the milk debate. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that and well, and that's kind of where I was going to with it too, man. It's like that's where I was mentioning like second guessing yourself. You know, as a parent, you always, or at least me, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody else. Uh, me, I'm always like uh, going over what I'm doing with my boy, right? Like, okay, hey, man, did I handle that right? Do I need to go back and and correct some? Sh you know what I mean? I'm always like uh, reanalyzing what I've done. You know what I mean? And like, I try to pay attention to what he's eating. I try to be pay attention to like. I even police his fucking speech in there on his Xbox and shit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, quit talking to people like that because he gets wild. You know what I mean? He is my son. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's still my fucking son, so he gets to talking fucking crazy to people sometimes when they're on his game. And I'm like, hey, bro, calm that shit down. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is I'm, I pay attention to what the fuck's going on, man. And uh, when things like this happen, you start to second-guess yourself, uh, you know, as to like, man, what the fuck did I do? Have I, have I not been paying as much attention as i thought i was right you know what i mean that kind of shit right have i have i not been on my game as much as i thought i had been uh yeah. and that's one of those things like uh with this um the thing with the milk right uh i think it was actually thule tide that originally did this and i think tom just kind of reshared the uh the 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 meme for lack of a better term but I guess yeah. what happened was there's been this shortage on breast, or I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and hold on. Actually, that is the fucking problem. There's a shortage on fucking breast milk. That's where the problem starts. But the actual argument started over a shortage on um, infant formula, right? And I guess, I guess these guys looked it up, and it had some things in it that they thought were not good. Uh, I would be willing to bet that uh, minus like the soy, if you looked at an actual fucking breast milk, it probably had a lot of those like zinc and minerals and shit that you find in your body that your body actually needs in it. But that being said, I'm no fucking doctor, and that's the point, right? Uh, but I do know this. I do know this. Humans are the one of, if not the only animal that drinks another animal's milk. And it's not really that healthy for us, right? That's why a lot of people are lactose intolerant. And if you feed a fucking baby, an infant actual cow's milk you will fucking destroy their kidneys even if you don't kill them they're gonna have kidney problems their whole life right they're gonna kidneys are gonna be underdeveloped they're gonna be all fucked up right and that's if they don't like, get infections from the stuff uh from like the uh the other shit that's in the milk um yeah, bacteria bacteria there you go yeah um yeah i mean the seed oil thing doesn't like please me that much i'd rather not see seed oils in our food but they use Can the I soy can I cut you off real quick, brother? Can you explain this meme to me? I hear the guys on uh, The Daily Show talk about it, and it cracks me up, but I don't know what the fuck it is. What is the seed oil thing? I don't know what this is. Yeah, so there was some Jew in the 90s that like did all this campaigning and stuff, kind of almost like, um, like one of the cigarette things or the anti-sugar uh, thing. Um, where they, so he, and he, he worked to get them to change all of the, I, I forget what they were using, what they changed out in it, into its place, but he got the, like most restaurants to stop using uh, anything but seed oil, uh, when they cook and stuff like that. So, so he had this big, went on this big campaign to change laws and change the industry up to, to have like seed oils be the, 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 the most common type of cooking oil that we use. So I thought like, we used uh, vegetable oil. 
Yeah, vegetable oil, also not good for you, uh, not terribly good for you. It supposedly affects the hormones and stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm going to, like, it okay. is my field to a certain extent or adjacent field to mine, but I'm going to refrain from getting too, too technical, um, like, about, because I, I actually don't really know, like, I, a lot of the guys that I know that I, I think are good with nutrition, they freak out about seed oils. And I, okay. I just, I don't buy it, but I don't want to counter-signal it um, without, like, a lot of evidence or yeah. haven't done the, the research myself. That being said, though, um, soy... Well, and, sure, and- I, I could almost guarantee you it's probably terrible for you. I mean, there are very few things they feed us today that aren't, right? So I, I would probably... I would uh, err on the side of them probably being absolutely garbage. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't really know what they are. <laughs> it's just, so, so yeah. being said is it plays, yeah, it plays on your endocrine system, so it messes up your oh, hormones long-term. Okay. And um, the, the, really, they use soy as an emulsifier. So it's a thickener in in um, baby formula. So you can use, like, other things other than soy as emulsifiers. They probably most likely use it because it's cheap, and seed oils are relatively cheap, but they also made a big shift in the 90s towards seed oils. They're readily available. So if you go, like, for a name-brand um, baby formula, my kids are not that old, so I remember all this, too. If you go for a name-brand baby formula, um, you, you you will end up with something like that, you know, some some soy in the, as, a, as an emulsifier. But you can go with organic... Um, Uh oh, I think we lost him. Um, baby formula, and and it works, you know. So so you don't need to, and, and uh, definitely raw milk is to be avoided for small children. Can can um, we have but, the real? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. My bad. No, please finish. No, no, I, that was kind of it, man. Please. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, the real question that we should be asking here isn't what is in infants' formula. It's why in the fuck can't women produce breast milk anymore? Why is nobody asking that fucking question? Right? As opposed to bitching about an infant formula shortage, why is nobody asking the question, why the fuck can't women produce breast milk? Okay, either A, why can't these bitches produce breast milk? Or B, why are these bitches not willing to? Right? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is really going on? Because that's the, that's the larger problem. Because here's the deal. They shouldn't be drinking formula. They should be drinking milk from the bosom of their mother. That, that is like, that's the way nature intended it, right? So what the fuck is going on with women to where, A, they either can't produce breast milk, B, their breast milk is so polluted they can't give it to the child, or C, they just are shitty parents and don't want to? I mean, what, they don't want to have a pinch on their tit for a little bit? Huh? Right. They'll let some dude chew away on their fucking nipples while he's fucking her, but they won't let their kid get a little fucking milk from him. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's social in a lot of ways. Women are very attacked, you know, um, by the um, media and, like, the, our social environment. Um, and I don't think they feel that great about their jobs anymore, uh, their jobs as mothers. So, I, you know, um, psychosomatic, like, your, your, your body reacts to your mind and your feeling. And so when you have a psychosomatic aversion to a certain behavior, right, it's going to manifest itself physically. Placebo is 60% of, of the effectiveness of any treatment. So you have to prove any treatment uh, past 60% effectiveness to account for placebo. It also works in the opposite way. If you tell somebody that something is going to be bad for them or they associate something negative with it and it comes from an authority on some level from their perspective, then you're going to end up with a problem. It's called a nocebo. It's the opposite of a placebo, right? So they have it in their heads that somehow this is not good. This is going to hurt my body. I'm too young. I'm too old. Uh, I was on birth control before. Um, like So neuroticism 
is going to actually affect the female's ability to produce milk. Um, and so we usually like, like all of Western civilization was designed around protecting women up until female emancipation. Right. Um, and, and so back then I think like, women generally were safer and felt better around their role um, as mothers. And so there was no nocebo. People fought against like people who gave women bad ideas about motherhood and stuff in the past. And so, I, I, you know, that's maybe just one factor. I think there's many factors involved, um, but mostly it's, I think, a product of the attack on women and ultimately the attack on the family. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, it's by design. Um yeah, that is a really funny, that's something we should actually cover. We should actually talk about that here real soon. Friday, uh, we have a really fun show planned with uh, Finkelstein and Ferocious Chihuahua. It's going to be a really fun show. We're going to be covering uh, Jewish ph physiognomy in a way that yes. uh, not many people, I think, have. <clears throat> um, but uh, we need to plan on covering the placebo effect because it's a very interesting thing, and I think it's a lot there's a lot more to it. You know, we kind of just shrug it off. It's like, oh, yeah, it's people, you know, let their mind, uh, they're crazy. You know what I mean? They uh, can be fooled easily. But I think that the placebo effect has a long history, right? I think, and, and I don't think it's all negative, right? Um, your mind is a powerful thing, and your mind can uh, trick your body into things, right? It, it can. That's a thing, right? And I think that actually has a lot to do with... Um, uh, instances of like magic and shit throughout history right uh healing things like that like faith healings yep. and shit like that i think a lot of this stuff has to do with just the belief that this thing can happen right i believe that your mind does have the the power to do that so that's something we should cover the placebo and no nocebo i think is that what you called it effect yeah, because it's yeah, a real yeah. thing and and when you start actually thinking about it me and my uh got my buddy that i work with my boss uh we're talking about this the other day we were talking about uh, the power of the mind to basically heal or or hurt your body, right? Uh, yeah. And we were talking about the same thing, you know what I mean? How uh, healings and, and some of the more, you know, uh, instances where you hear about magic back in the day may have been yeah. things where uh, one person may have understood the way the mind works better than another one and was able to trick that mind, right? Or yeah, and, and vice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with this. Um, and so it's in, in a way, in a lot of ways, culture is a giant shared. Oh, 100 percent. Right. If our culture is good, we feel good. If our culture is bad, we feel bad. This, well, this is you know, that's even like remember, that's even kind of kind of not exactly. But that's that's slightly reminiscent of like mimetic theory. Remember, we were talking about mimetic theory. Uh, yeah. creating this common uh, foe to fight against, to create solidarity within a nation or whatever. Uh, that's yes. loosely the idea of it, guys. Don't, like, fucking hammer me to shit if that's not, like, a perfect example of fucking mimetic theory. But that's basically what it is. It's a factor. Um, and I, so, I, you know, these things, they affect us uh, as a nation, as a people, as a race. Um, and, I, you know, you've heard me spurg out about Aryan cognition in the past. And my belief, you know, if you look at uh, Chris Langan and what he says about uh, physics and how it relates to biology and um, our cognitive experience, I believe it's limited to Aryans. Um, we actually project out our reality, right? Uh-oh. And spit back out an image. Hey, bro. That image is hey, a collective experience. Yeah. Hey, Bubba. Start back over at we project out our reality. You dropped out right after that. Oh, no problem. So we, we project out our reality, 
right? Through, we take in all this information, we project out a reality, and that's our collective shared experience. Um, and so from there, um, I, I lost myself that I because I dropped out. Um, but so Langan says, you know, that um, we actually create our own realities is what I'm trying to say. So that makes sense in, in relative to the placebo effect, um, right? That you can create your own experience. So the more you understand that you create your reality, the more we understand that we can impact our environment in high agency ways as a collective. Um, it's, it, you know, the, the, the difference between um, me telling somebody they have an extra rep in the tank on a set and them believing they do or not, and them act and me being actually correct and them being wrong. Like, how did I know it's their body? Yeah. Right. It, yeah. They were, they had self-limiting belief around their execution of what I knew that they could do based on my experience. Right. So I actually knew that better person better than themselves in that moment. Right. And so th this is in this way that we can really manipulate and influence people. That's having a amount of power and authority over somebody in the moment, knowing more about them than they know about themselves. And the Jews have observed us and they've learned and we're naive a little bit and they built it into our society so that we have like these blinders on that we don't see re the truth. Everybody listening here uh, kind of has them, you know, the scales fall from your eyes, you know. But um, yeah, th I, I believe that we've been attacked in this way, that we've been attacked based on our cognition because their, their cognition is uh, like Fashi Games would say, an inversion of ours. So they can see our weakness. And I think part of our weakness is that we don't see their strengths. You know, they hide them. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, to bring this back around to the milk debate and what you were just talking about, about, you know, knowing more about a person uh, than they knew in that moment and, and having that position of, of authority in that moment over them. Uh, I think that's the big the big thing that we need to talk about when it comes to this whole milk thing, right? Uh, people who have like a voice in this thing, I think should just take some time to be more careful with the shit they share around because people take their advice, right? A lot of people take guys in this thing's advice, man. So we have to realize that, or they have to realize that, and and take that into consideration before they just share shit around. You know what I mean? Because we want to be positive influencers. We want to be helping our people build the best version of themselves and their children and their family and their community. You know, this thing grows outward. So in, with that, we need to be responsible in the things and the ideas we're giving them. You know what I mean? Yeah, staying in our lanes, I think, is really important. Um, like I just avoided trying to commit myself to um, a take on seed oils because I'm not really well as well informed as I would like to be. Um, and that's maybe an example of that. Um, as far as uh, Tom being wrong about raw milk, um, feeding to babies and stuff like, I, I you know, you, you kind of do want to diminish that because of all, you know, Tom because it's him. Right. But yeah, I like uh, maybe, Tom. Yeah. I want to put that out there first and foremost. Like Tom has always been very good to me. And I think he's a good guy. People fuck up. You know what I mean? People make mistakes in the moment and it's not, you know what I mean? I just think that, like I said, you know, we all, you know, all of us who, who get out here and put our voices out there and, and talk and, and sometimes give advice, just need to be careful with the advice we're giving because people listen and, and we want to help each other build into the best versions of ourselves and our families and our communities that we can. Yeah. Uh, real so quick, I, before before you keep going, uh, Vengeance, uh, do me a favor. Pop into Larry's chat and tell him I want to know why he hates me. Say, Larry, John says, why do you hate him? <laughs> Rand and I are always live at the same time, but I want to fuck with Larry. 
So if all of you guys could do that real quick, just pop over to Larry's chat and be like, John wants to know why you hate him. <laughs> go, go, go raid Larry's chat and ask him why he hates me. Tell him he made a Kiva guy. Tell Larry he heard Aquila's feelings again. Uh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> That's my boy, man. He'll laugh. Yeah, that's my fucking buddy. He's the best. So, so, so from from the um, the milk debate and like you know the kind of staying in, in your lane, sort of cautioning and, and a, a, an appeal to uh, thoughtfulness and critical thought. You know, um, I think from there what we see a lot. We talked about this before, but we see this like these polarizing reactions. Like somebody's wrong, and then other people lose their minds, right? You know, like it's like, and then we're creating, we end up creating our own little kosher sandwiches. It's kind of frustrating to watch, you know? It's very fucking frustrating to watch. That's why I made that post, you know what I mean? Uh, from milk to murder. <laughs> White people will find anything to goddamn argue over, man. I mean, <laughs> if there is another position to be taken, White people will stand on each side of that and scream at each other while fucking just nigger whores are bearing down on them with machetes. And they're just like screaming at each other as niggers are running at their back with knives. It's yeah, so you know the, the fucking frustrating. Merchants are lining up on both sides, stoking the fire and handing out cash to people, you know, to grifters on both sides. And it's just like, like, guys, this is how war happens. This is like literally like, like you're doing it. Like the thing, the, the the thing that they do to divide us and make us fucking retarded and and vulnerable to their shit, and and we don't even see it. It's because we do this. It's because we create our own dumb little sandwiches and freak out. So very, I want to drive home, and I'm guilty of this, man. Um, my so I'll, I'll just say it, tell the whole story. My my good homie is dark foreigner in real life, so that makes the story more interesting. But me and him can go back on and forth on some on some stuff. And like, you know, sometimes he'll say some shit and it pisses me off, man. Like it pisses me off. But if I react like in a reactionary way, the conversation devolves. It goes terrible. Right. But if I remain reasonable and don't be reactionary, the conversation always spirals back up. But it's me that has to give an opportunity to it, whether or not I like what he said. Right. So being reactionary is very unfascist. It's actually the one thing that you could do all the time that would keep you from being allowed to call yourself a fascist. If you react, react, react. Thoughtfulness, caring, care of thought, an attempt at critical thinking with 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 the greater good in mind is 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 it's fundamental. Um anyways, right. You know, it's fundamental. We talked, we had a good talk about about this on White Boy Roundtable. Um and, uh, you know, it was nice to hear a lot of the guys understanding and, and, and agreeing, but I, I think it's, we need to talk more about this because it's clearly becoming a problem, right? Yeah, 100%. It really is. And, and I think a lot of it just... Hold on just a second, man. Son of a bitch. All right, there we go. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah, <clears throat> um... No, I don't no, know. No, no. This, it, it's um, we see these things sort of break down, right? The 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 you have a seed oil debate is 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 a big one. Like you you brought it up, um, because they meme on it on TRS, right? It's like, um, some dude at some point there's like a guy on Twitter I think, and he like makes a big deal about seed oils all the time, and it creates this polarizing situation, um, you know, and. I just, 
as long as we have the internet and this wide open, and I'm not doing a Richard Spencer here, please forgive me. But as long as we have this wide open um, information highway where everybody gets to say they, what they want and all voices are equal or whatever, then um, we're going to get this shit. And we need to learn how to react to it probably as a group. Yeah, motherfuckers need to have thicker skin. That's for goddamn sure. That's for damn sure. People need to have thicker skin when it comes to this shit. You can't get so, like, just red with rage offended <clears throat> over some of these things. You know what I mean? Uh, like, a lot of those things are just fucking bans, and people get fucking pissed about it. I mean, like, fucking raging mad and start saying fucking personal shit over bans. You know what I mean? Over fucking jokes. Yep. Yeah, you need to be careful. Like, um, you know, people get a little bit emotional. I can do it. I, I can react. I've done it. I've yeah. done it. I've actually done it, and I apologize publicly to Lucifer. I didn't realize he was fucking around with me. I thought he was serious, and then he was like, damn, bro, I was playing. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, yeah. I felt like a huge asshole after that. You know what I mean? I apologized to him publicly. Like, damn, my bad, bro, because I fucking went off on him. <laughs> I said all kind of crazy yeah. shit. Because I'm like that. You know what I mean? I'm a real, I'm a really, like... I don't like that kind of shit, right? I don't like to get into it with people. I want everybody to get along, man. I like to have fun. That's my thing, dude. I like to have fun. I want us all to get along. We got enough fucking problems. We got enough fucking problems. We don't need problems from within our own group, right? From with our own, within our own milieu, whatever the fuck you want to call it, movement, uh, yeah. dissident sphere, milieu. What, you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. We don't need problems within that, right? Now, I will say this. There are certain people who are not within that. You know, uh, people who are obviously agent provocateurs that post fucking gay nigger porn, uh, uh, America first types. You know what I mean? These are obviously part people who are separate from our thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but within our own thing, like there are separate factions within our own thing that have no reason to not be friendly and just kind of move along in their own direction and not hate on one another. You know what I mean? And yep. uh, that's all I would like to see. I would just like to see everybody getting along uh, tacitly, right? Just like they're over there, we're over here. And if, if there's some cross-contamination, uh, just fucking let it go. Laugh it off, right? There's no reason to have these big knockdown dragouts, man. We have enough fucking problems, man. We don't need it coming from within, man. Uh, no, we, we do not need it. We don't need more of it. I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean... Um... When when you get um the you know it's like a family like in a household when the father maintains order then everybody knows their place knows the protocol I think what's happening in our spheres is that we're kind of vying like uh like kind of drafting for a top position or 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 or, or at least like a hierarchy and somebody will find themselves not an individual per se but and, and honestly in fascism it can be an individual right and that's we're, we're all hoping for that really. So as long as we're kind of like doing that in this open market uh, of ideas and we're going to encounter these issues, I guess I've been redundant, but we need like protocols. We need to figure out protocols, how to handle this. Like, how should I react to this? Well, maybe act, ask somebody or take a second. Maybe don't react. Maybe don't say anything. Don't call the guy a faggot. Hey, I, I do that. Hey, I'll tell you what, guys. If I if I reacted every time <laughs> I wanted to, I would be fucking bitching at people all the time. But sometimes I'm just like, man, it's retarded, but whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, even in my real life, you know what I mean? Like, I have, uh, you know what I mean, instances in my real life where I could, like, at, you know, family uh, meetups where I'm like, whatever. 
You know what I mean? I just let it go because it's not worth it. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. In the in the overall scope of things, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? No, sometimes the greater um, cohesion, you know, we got to think about the, the, you know, the, the, like women do this generally, right? They kind of manage the um, feeling of a room, you know, like, and, and, and I think men are often accused of, of uh, kind of tending to shit on it. You know, like the, the, the patriarch of a family is sort of uh, presented to us uh, as somebody who doesn't maintain order, who's, uh, you know, authoritarian or somehow would shit on the, on the feet, on the good feelings in a family. But I don't think that's true. Right. So when you get like a good father and a good mother, they're paying close attention to the emotional sort of temperature of a group in a room. And, and then they're kind of keeping order to maintain that. Um, And we don't really have that or we don't have enough of it. Um, And I mean, hopefully we'll see more of it coming down the road. Um, more mature people presenting to our our uh, our spheres, you know, I think is 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 good. Although people want to like get get down into the bullshit a lot, you know, they want to watch you know your Kino casinos and stuff, which um, you know it can be fine and great and fun, but like you know, um, I, we're trying to rebuild something here, and so we just we have to have blueprints, and I think that they're not clear yet, so. Trouble's gonna happen a little bit. Well, I don't know, man. The fact maybe they're not exactly clear, but there's a good foundation being drawn, and people are just fighting it tooth and nail. Really, <laughs> is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in the states. You know what I mean? As far as other countries, I don't speak on what's going on in other countries, right? But as far as the United States is concerned, there's really only one. There's only one group that's really actually plot. You know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? legitimate <laughs> i mean you know what i mean i i i don't know how, what else to say but there's there's only one group that's actually legitimately doing anything right that isn't fucking absolutely psychotic it's full of normal good-hearted people right there's only one group yeah. and that's the national justice party i don't understand why everybody is just you know i don't know resisting yeah, re- resisting the inevitable you know what i mean yeah, resisting coming together it's a strange thing man it's a strange instinct like uh i don't know if it's you know rugged individualism or like like what it is exactly that drives people to not want to fall in line um it, and it, it it matters that you fall in line more than it matters who you fall in line under you know yeah it's, it's to some degree yeah. yeah i agree with that uh i mean i wouldn't uh, suggest going falling in line under anybody other than the people I've hitched my wagon to, obviously. But uh, that being said, I think that has a lot to do with it. People are, yeah, uh, 100%, guys, National Justice Party. Yep, 100%. But it's just one of those things where I think it's an ego thing, right? Where everybody wants, you know, uh, the too many chiefs, not enough Indians thing, yep, right? Yep. Like, uh, and also people got to realize like falling in line doesn't mean that they're your fucking daddy. It just means this is the group you chose to support because you realize they're the only, they're, they're the, they're the only serious people, right? They're just like the legitimately the only serious people and all the other serious people are, are, you know, uh, loosely connected to them. Right. So, uh, it's just, it's just absurd at this point that people are not fucking getting with the program in my opinion. Oh, uh, I, I'd like to see more happen to 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 encourage that, but th- th- that kind of starts is one of the places where I start to have less answers. Um, you know, what can push that through? What can create more cohesion a- a- as it scales? Um, 
it's tough, you know. I think uh, uh, like Horst Vessel was a, a rallying point for the NSDAP. He lost his life. Um, what things preceded that? You know, what what built up to him losing his life, and, and how did they achieve cohesion? Um, you know, I I I don't have the the, the answers as they as they as they uh, you know pertain to our our current times. So it takes some innovation, maybe some smart, smarter people than me. Well, and I just think it takes some uh, some people kind of humbling themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, it really does. Uh, all the way around, all the way around, right? All the way around, right? Uh, some people need to humble themselves in a way as uh, to be more compassionate towards others, and some people need to humble themselves and to, and, and realize that hey. These guys are serious. They've got some shit going on here, and we need to get behind them and help them out. All right? Like, seriously, dude. Like, we everybody should be getting on that ship and helping those dudes in any way they can because they've got something real and something powerful going on there. They really do. Uh, yeah, Chihuahua, that's exactly kind of what I was alluding to. Too many, uh, Chihuahua says, too many fake pro-white Jew cult leaders. I don't want to do the whole Jew thing, but, like, there is, like, a a, a, a thing in the United States of where these... People get into these really bizarre, esoteric uh, ideologies and they break into like these little like splinter cells and they start doing like fucking military drills in the woods and making knives and shit out of weird plastic. (laughs) You know what I mean? And they get into some really bizarre shit and people need to stay the fuck away from that kind of shit, man, because that is going to get you fucking vanned or killed. One of the two, because here's something that people fucking ignore a lot. People... Uh, dissidents in the current age have, uh, been so comfortable and so far removed from, uh, like the old civil rights movement and what was going on back then that they forgot the Jews kill guys like us. Jews kill people who stand in the face of Jewish power. Look at fucking Malcolm X. Look at fucking George Lincoln Rockwell. Right. They will fucking kill you. Right. So if you're out there doing some dumb shit and giving them a reason to kill you, if you and your buddies are going into the fucking woods and playing guns and give the feds a reason to fucking run down on your ass, play stupid games, you win stupid fucking prizes, man. Stay away from people like that. Stay the fuck away from people like that, man. Please, guys, I am begging you to stay the fuck away from those retards. Half of those guys wouldn't bust a fucking grape in a fruit fight anyway, dude. Those kind of guys aren't about shit most of the time, man. You know what I mean? The kind of guy that's got like Bowie knives and shit that he carries around with him and he's got like all this weaponry that he's always carrying around. Most, most of the time that guy's a pussy. That's why he's got all of that shit. Because he's scared to throw them motherfucking hands. So he needs like knives and batons and fucking <laughs> coubatons and fucking brass knuckles and shit like that. Those guys are fucking weird, antisocial losers. Stay the fuck away from those people and get involved in something real, man. That's all I'm saying. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's crucial. It's crucial, and it's skin in the game. You know, like having a bunch of little, little toys around and, uh, you know, maybe you got the right books in your, in, your, in your army surplus knapsack, you know, but, like, it doesn't mean um, that you have skin in the game. Having babies, haven't haven't developed, for example, just having developed a physique or a skill set like a fighting skill set that you invested a lot of time in. Uh, look at somebody's lifestyle. Do they have a car that they work on? 
that they keep nice, right? Does somebody have skin in the game? Are they able to 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 demonstrate? Um, I always get this wrong. Low or high time preference? Low time preference. High time preference doesn't matter. I always fuck um, it up too. Don't ask me. Yeah. Um, you know, so can, can they do these things and show discipline? Um, and that's how you kind of kind of sh- should be considering and thinking about choosing a leader. Um, you know, or at least somebody to follow. Uh, you know, so 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 these things are meaningful. Like when we when we show discipline and we show we demonstrate our skills, um, it, it it forces people to react to us as a as people at the top of a hierarchy, right? As as fathers, as as authoritarian personalities, right? The thing that gets attacked, we need to be that thing. So what does that mean? I think the guys that are meant to be that thing are still learning how to do it in a in a in a sort of fascist and white Aryan culture uh, cultural manner. And the better we get at it and the more we teach it, the people will come up and hopefully somebody will fill that role in time. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I can spurg out about this skills and all that stuff. Like we have to do it. Discipline, discipline, discipline every day. I'll tell you what's almost equally, if not as important to me, man, is their social skills, right? Social skills are, are a huge thing for me, man. When I talk to somebody and they can't string together a sentence and they're fidgety and they can't look me in the fucking eyes, and, and they're all weird. That is a red fucking flag for me. I'm, I mean, it's not that I'll just write a motherfucker off. I'm like, oh god, this dude needs fucking help, right? Uh, that's a that's a huge fucking problem in our thing. The lack of fucking social skills, man. Uh, that is a huge hurdle we have to get over. A lot of our guys have no ability to like interact in a fluid manner, right? In a fluid manner. But man, we got way off the fucking rails here. We started talking about milk, and now here we are talking. <laughs> we're way off the fucking. Uh, we're way off the fucking rails of that, man. <clears throat> but speaking of being way off the rails, man, I do want to talk about this. Uh, this most reading, this most recent uh, shooter. Yeah, milk and murder, right? Milk and murder, huh? That's it. <laughs> no matter what it is, white people will find something to argue over, man. From milk to murder. Uh, milk to Spurgs, yeah. Uh, real quick, before we get into this next thing, we're about 15 minutes from the break, so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna run through. I haven't even said what's up. What's up? I, I didn't even say anything to the chat. We just jumped. We dove right into the shit. We missed each other, uh-huh. John. I know, man, and I've been, and man, dude, I've been so fucking out of it. The last fucking probably three shows, I haven't even been there. You know what I mean? My mind's been fucking so detached from everything since all that shit was going on. Yeah, uh, it's good news. It's yeah. really good news. I can kind of hear the change a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Top your shoulders, brother. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, but yeah, what's up, chat? Kraut, what's up, White Shadow? What's up, Bob? Gibbs Bananas? Uh, man, you said something at the very fucking beginning of the show. And I don't even remember what it was, but I wanted to respond to it, and now I forgot. Is that Kraut, like the Kraut? No. No, it's not even, I'm not saying it right, it's Crow Kraut. I'm just retarded and talk fast and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't be fat, don't be weak, don't be weird. John Fashman, yes, very simple. I mean, no, and those three things are, like, very simple to achieve, right? Because nowhere in there am I saying be a perfect person. Just saying be fucking normal and like work towards fucking bettering yourself all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, which isn't a hard thing to do. Like those, like, you know, uh, setting these small goals for yourself, uh, you know, going out, like if you're not good at talking to people, you know, set it, you know, like working out. 
you know, three times a week, you know, go. You have to have something that you're into. You have to have fucking something that you're into. For fuck's sakes, the son of the guy who runs my company is dating a chick he met at a fucking D&D board game at a fucking, uh, a fucking, uh, so they have these places where you can go and you like play Dungeons and Dragons or, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Catamaran or whatever the fuck it's called. Castaneda. There's some, there's some C game that they play. It's like another long, like role playing style board game. But anyway, uh, and he met a fucking nerd bitch there. You know what I mean? At a fucking board game place where they go and play these weird, bizarre fucking role playing games. Like, just find something that you're into and, like, three times a week, man, go out to an area that has that and talk to people. Not even just, not, not just women, just talk to other humans. Start shooting the shit, rapping, talking. Don't talk about politics. Talk about normal life shit. Just start practicing your social skills. Uh, if you're, I've told you guys a hundred times, man, um, if you're having problems with women, it's very easy to learn how to two-step. Go to a country western bar. Boom. That is taken care of. Uh, with those two things, man, you can really turn a lot around in your life, and you can take small steps toward that, man. Like I said, two or three times a week, just make a point to go out and do that, interact with people, and then you'll start getting better at it. Like, and then you'll start being like me, like we're fucking. You're talking to all kinds of motherfuckers everywhere and making people uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I make motherfuckers uncomfortable all the time. I talk to people all over the fucking place. I I feel weird if I go in somewhere and I don't say anything to anybody. Right? I feel like I'm about to shoot the place up. You know what I mean? If I just, like, go into a fucking store and, like, grab a drink and go to the fucking register and pay for my drink and fucking take you, leave, I feel like a potential shooter. That fucking feels weird to me. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta, like, fucking rap at people. I don't know. That's just that's just how I am. I don't know. It's weird. I tend to do the same thing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm friendly. Like, I, I like I like breaking the ice with people and just watching their reactions and interacting. It's, it's, it's uncommon these days. When you have the skill set, it's, like, it's actually interesting and kind of fun to do it. So I encourage everybody to do it the same as you, you know, it's important. And there's, you know, there's good, weird and bad, weird, you know, like don't be bad, weird, but like good, weird people, like it's okay. People find it interesting, sometimes funny, whatever, like, you know, so be yourself, but don't be a fucking weirdo also. You know? No. Yeah. You can even talk about really spurgy topics. I mean, I would stick away from like race and, and Jewish topics until people gain your trust. And we'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, you could talk about weird shit with people and they'll and they'll yuck it up with you. You could talk about fucking find some stupid be become efficient in flat earth talk. Right? I'm not saying become a flat earther because that's fucking not my thing. I'm just saying things like that. Become a fucking uh a, a UFO person. All right? And you could talk to bitches and, and and just normal people about that and they'll yuck it up with you and they'll just shoot the shit and talk about weird fucking meaningless shit. All right? Find something like that to get that, that you can use as an icebreaker. You know what I mean? If you're not uh, real good with uh, wit and comedy and just finding something about a person to say or about the situation in the room to say to break the ice, find a thing. You know what I mean? These things are fucking easy to do, man. They are. And practice. If, if you can't stay away from the taboo, the subjects that you've decided are taboo before you go into the situation, like if you choose to not talk about X, Y, Z, and then you, you break that and talk about it, you're not disciplined. Yeah. Right? So you have to think about that. That's a problem with mental discipline. The solution that I give people usually for that is, is uh, um, don't swear. 
make a make a pact with yourself not to sw- to try to stop to swear. You may not stop quit swearing, but what you're going to end up doing is figuring out how to manage your internal dialogue, your language in your own mind before it comes out of your mouth. Right? You spend a year or two trying not to swear and you'll have managed all of your internal dialogue. You'll be all right after that. You can control whether or not you're breaking into certain dialogues you're trying to avoid or certain patterns. Hey, hey <laughs> if I came on and did a show and didn't swear, it would be like fucking Nick Fuentes' cringy response video. It would just be me for two hours. Yeah. People would be asking what's wrong with John. Yeah, just sitting yeah. here, I, I don't, moving, I don't moving around, me, gesticulating yeah. in the fucking camera. <laughs> not saying a fucking word because I have the mouth of a fucking absolute asshole. Uh, <laughs> Scatter Show says, become a UFO person. John Fashcroft, 2022. <laughs> Uh fuck but yeah let me get back to that piper what's up sis uh she just said something i wanted to uh 10 people oh yes tinfoil hat people are pretty peeled on our shit too no have you ever so there's a jew i mean i don't know for a fact that he's a jew i just go i have a uh jew until proven innocent clause uh so i just i just assume motherfuckers on tv or youtube or whatever is are jews until i can prove otherwise but there's a guy goes by the name of andrew callahan he has a thing called channel five news and i showed on my show one time he went to this fucking flat earth convention and everybody was like pressing him on national socialism and hitler (laughs) everybody's like pressing this dude this one guy's like you know hitler had it all figured out, and that's why they wanted to kill him, and <laughs> blah, 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 saying all this shit about Hitler, knowing about the flat earth, and finding it, and New Schwabenland, and all this shit, and then it goes to a clip of this other dude, and this other dude's sitting there, and he goes up, and he's like, hi, you know, Channel 5 News, whatever, and he asks him the question, and the guy leans in on him, and he looks at him, and he goes, where do you stand on Hitler? <laughs> and this motherfucker leaned in on that motherfucker, and looked at him, and he's like, where do you stand on Hitler? <laughs> at the fucking flat earth convention it was amazing dude fucking amazing uh fuck there you go. uh Love what's me. up what you gonna say bro choked me up with that one that was fucking hilarious <laughs> dude i fucking died that motherfucker <laughs> leaned in on him and was like hey where, where do you stand on hitler motherfucker <laughs> you, you know you could see it in his eyes he wanted to call him a jew like where do you stand on hitler jew <laughs> fucking kike. Black sun spinning in his yeah, in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that fucking uh, I am Jake Hill. Uh, I chose violence is just playing in his fucking head. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Jeez, Louise. Uh, let me say what's up to the chat, man. We're gonna say what's up to the chat. I got a couple. Uh, donations there i want to read and shit and then we should that should roll us right on into to break we got about six minutes maybe we'll shoot the shit with the chat for a minute uh but i didn't say hi to anybody we just took off tom bowie white shadow what's up fam t pope vengeance chain reaction kraut what's up family dewitt all right here you are uh who else we got here crow kraut mr clean oven chuck sneely what's up fam let what's up uh let these these names like this throw me off because I don't know where to call you, bro, or I don't know what you. <laughs> it's it's an ambiguous name. I feel like that's a chick. So if so, what's up, girl? If not, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. But what's up? Thank you for being here. Uh, chain reaction. Sharfur, Crone. What's up, family? Rock. What's up, Bubba? 
Piper, what's up, sis? Uh, what else we got in here? Pro pro rope abortion. What's up, bro? Uh, Pagan Bear, what's up, brother? I Harry R. What's up, Bob? Gibbs Banan, what's up, brother? I think that's. I think I got everybody there. That takes me to the top, anyhow. I'm expecting. I'm having expecting the Les intro. You know their 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 beat that they use for their intro to start. You know we just did 55 minutes of intro. Let's start with the Les beat. You know start the show when we come back. I know, man. That I'm not gonna lie. I kind of <laughs> did when I first heard that. I was like, damn, I kind of want to bite that. That's a cool little thing they did there. It's a good I like. Beat. I, well, and I like how they do that. How they come in just talking fucking random shit and then they cut into the beat and then play I, I when i first heard that for the first time i was like these motherfuckers that's actually pretty fucking cool <laughs> i <Yeah>. like it <laughs> yeah let's steal, let's steal their beat and we'll put some verses over top of it man i, I keep man. trying to switch to do an album with me so you know uh when you shoot your mouth off you get what you ask for, right? That's something I'm always telling people, right? <laughs> I'm always telling people this. When you shoot your mouth off, a motherfucker's going to call you on your bluff. So I <laughs> I kept talking about a uh, Wignat drill rap album. So some guys actually made some beats and sent them to me and put my ass to the fire. So now I've got to try to figure out something to do with these actually pretty good fucking beats they sent me. Let's <laughs> uh, do it. Let's go. I'll send you uh, the beats. One of the beats is a cl- they clipped me in the Stardust debate saying racial fascist, and it's like racial fascist, ra- racial fascist. It's fucking cool, man. It's fucking really nice. cool. Dude. Nice. Dude, we gotta do it. Do it. They called me on my bullshit, dude. I was really just kind of like, I mean, I'll do it though. It'll be fun. I mean, if a nigger can rap, there's no way I can't rap. I've never tried to like rap, but there, I mean, there's no way I can't do it. I can make silly rhymes. Yeah, we could do it, man. I'll, I'll be like the Tolo Warren G, you know? <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll sing like Nate Dogg. <laughs> we can be Warren G and Nate Dogg. And I'll sing shitty hooks. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> all right let me get to these fucking uh a child. here's a question for child we could talk to the child a little bit do i really sound mexican is this a real thing i've been hearing cholo like since mcnab said it no some guy dm me the other day called me a cholo. <laughs> did mcnab call you a cholo mcnab called me a fucking cholo too, <laughs> no it's because uh, it's because you're up there and you do you've got that canadian affect to your voice and also probably like a french uh, yeah. thing going on there? No, but I don't think you sound Mexican. You sound like a Canadian, a French Canadian. Is what you sound like to me? <laughs> well, I'll take. I, I don't know. I'm actually hurt. I, I almost prefer Cholo because I have like a a brother. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'd rather be fucking Mexican than a dirty French. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is amazing. Yeah. That is well, fucking I, I, amazing. Normally, I would say fuck the French at this point, but I don't think that anymore. I'm a separatist. God bless the French people. This is hard for me as it goes against my conditioning over the course of my life. You know, the other I got to say this too. I reminded myself now. The other day, I said fuck Quebec City on the air. Don't I, I disavow that statement? I love Quebec City. I love my <laughs> Adelaide boys. I love my Frenchmen. Saint Georges de Beauce, shout out Montreal. Shout out Rive Sud Longueuil. Shout out. Love you guys. Sorry. Sometimes things happen in the heat of the moment, right? <laughs> I'm a recovered anti-French uh, haters. Uh, let, me get, sometimes. let me get to these uh, donations over here. 
Uh, let me go to the thing. Uh, Kraut, thank you very... Crow Kraut, shit, I'm sorry, man. Thank you very much, brother. He says, hail, hail to you. Uh, Robert E. Pyle, thank you very much, brother. He says, prayers, I appreciate it, bro. Um, Yeah, man, that was some scary shit. Uh, but yeah, I think we're all in the clear. I'm like 99% sure we're in the clear with all that. So, yeah. Cut another checkup in six weeks. We'll be good. Uh, but thank you very much, Thanks. brother. I appreciate the prayers and the uh, donation. Thank you, Bob. Uh, FUJQ, thank you very much. 1488 times two is 2976. Thank you very much, brother. I really appreciate it. Uh, Piper, thank you very much, sis. She says, John, regarding breast milk, timestamp. Ariana Huffington. Oh, that fucking cunt. So funny story about Ariana Huffington. I guess it's not a funny story, but ironic or whatever you want to call it. Weird. However you want to put it. Anyhow. Uh, back in like, oh, I don't know, 2004, five-ish, six-ish in that time, uh, I used to watch Real Time with Bill Maher all the time. And that was the first time I ever heard of Ariana Huffington was on his show. She would come on there all the time and talk shit. Uh, you know, fast yeah. forward 15, you know, 20 years after, you know, everything. <clears throat> and I get to where I'm at now. And then I start seeing Ariana Huffington. And I'm like, oh, this fucking bitch. <laughs> I know this fucking bitch. But yeah. Anyhow, she's just she's been around for a long fucking time. And she's always been a fucking virulent fucking cunt. Uh, Ariana Huffington telling a Jew how she sets up workplace milking stations for her corporate working mothers so they can pump breast milk on the job. Jesus Christ, man. We might play that on the other side of the break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about this fucking shooting. Uh, and not even so much about the shooting, but some other things surrounding it. We are going to talk about the shooting a little bit too, but some other things surrounding it. That uh, Some little things that I noticed that were mentioned in some of these articles that you read about the thing. Uh, bum bro, thank you very much. He says, hire white, work with whites, talk about the problem, help each other, get the people around you to see and know the truth. Yeah, one hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. That's a big reason why I try to tell people to practice their social skills. Like I've told people to join Toastmasters Club. If you're able, if you're already a social yeah. person and you're able to talk to people. The next step is to join a Toastmasters club and go start doing that, working on your speaking and things like that, your presenting, uh, and start talking to people, gaining people's trust. Once people trust you and hang out with you and they know you're not a lunatic, they're a lot more uh, willing to accept some uh, crazy shit that you say, right? You yeah, know what I mean? I, I, I can't agree with you enough on Toastmasters, man. Not just about, like, uh, just to get out there and get social and speak, but it actually can really help your career. People, like, if, if you think you're already assertive, but maybe you don't, like, it's one of the um, programs where you can learn what I was talking about before, which is how to control your speech, your choice of words, and how you engage with people, and, like, the messages you're sending, how you, the feelings you leave people with. Toastmasters teaches all that kind of stuff, so... Um, I think it's super valuable. Do it. You'll get you'll get more you'll earn more money if you go to Toastmasters. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh Thug of the Goat, thank you very much, brother. He says, Hey John, I'm being shit on in my local pool party chat for being anti hookup culture. Can I get your opinion? Uh oh, absolutely. I am one hundred percent anti hookup culture. This is a conversation I've had with my son many times. Um Although I don't think that it's like a, uh, the end of the world, 
if uh people have like premarital sex i do think um i do think you should be careful with the amount of partners that you have because here's the deal regardless of people want to believe in microchimerism in a literal sense there is a spiritual aspect there is a spiritual microchimerism that happens right when you join in congress with a woman you're giving a piece of you, and she's giving a piece of herself to you. You can't deny that. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Even in drunk, <clears throat> messy, fucked up after the bar sex, right? Sex is a passionate thing. That is why sex is used so much in like weird rituals, right? Because it is a very, very, it is the most, I think this is going to sound weird, but just I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the only thing more intimate than sex is, is killing somebody. Right. Like because that's a very in, not in a good way, but still intimate. Right. Like those are very transcendent moments in your life. Right. Uh, I know that's going to sound crazy, but I'm, I'm telling you, think about it for a minute. Just like I've said before, uh, fear and and uh, attraction, like like fear, like the difference between being turned on and being scared are real close in your mind. Right. Those two. um those two frequencies or whatever in your brain are very closely connected, right? Fear and attraction are very closely connected. They are. That's why women uh, are attracted to, like, you know, what they perceive as dangerous men, right? That's one of those things. Uh, so sex is a very powerful fucking thing, man. So you have to be careful on who, for one, and how many, uh, you know, who you're giving a piece of yourself to and how many people you're giving yourself to because there comes a point where there's no more of you to give, right? This has actually been studied and it's called pair bonding and it becomes extremely hard. You have to actually work really, really fucking hard to maintain a relationship uh, and, and to maintain monogamous relationships and be faithful after you've had, you know, uh, a certain number of partners. I don't know the exact number, but it's different for males and females, but the pair bonding thing has, has been talked about, right? So that's a real thing. Right. So while I'm not like a, a Puritan on like, oh, you have to be a virgin until you get married. And uh, I don't think that's realistic. I think you should be very careful with the type of women you allow uh, to have a part of you and, uh, and the type of woman you take a part of, in my opinion. If I could add something briefly, uh, please. I'd like to see romanticism uh, and romance in general reintroduced into you know, culture in general. And I think that uh, men should, um, you know, find ways for themselves to be vulnerable around women and, uh, and try and be romantic. I know it sounds lame and gay, but um, romanticism is bigger than like what, uh, you know, you might think it is from a, I don't know, a, like a, what do they call them? Romance comedies. Um, like on on a movie or something. Yeah, rom coms. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romantic comedies. You're right. Yeah, it's medieval, right? It goes back to uh, things like Chaucer and 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 you know, I, and older, right? Um, so it's part of it used to be part of our culture. It's another thing that's been stolen and bastardized. And um, men should feel comfortable trying to be romantic. It's hard. It makes you vulnerable. Uh, we talked about this on the show at Rob uh, Rundo. You know, uh, yeah. You know, you get resilient when you take licks. You know, yep. so you got to put yourself out there, be vulnerable, expose yourself as a man. It's it's a strength. And um, yeah, don't run through women. 
you know um it's bad it's not healthy for you keep keep your your good feeling but it, and and so like maybe i do i'm not against hookup culture though but i'm against hooking up i'm against like uh, i'm for like people dating each other and meeting each other and and but also setting constraints men should set the constraints i'm prepared to do this but i'm not prepared to do this you should have a higher standard of constraints than the female right you you you, you know think of going to meet the girl's father this is somebody's daughter. If you have a female child or if you have a child, you know how you want your children to be treated. So we need to put these back, these things, you know, be wholesome and, and put these things back into society. And that doesn't mean be a cuck or a simp or anything like that. Um, it's actually no, it means be a fucking man. You know what I mean? Have some sure. self fuck have some fucking self-respect. You know what I mean? Uh going around fucking a hundred women doesn't make you fucking cool. It makes you just as gross. It makes you just as fucking gross as that bitch that ran around and fucked a hundred dudes. I'm sorry, it does. Guys don't like to hear that shit, but it does, man. You got to have some fucking self-respect. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting, you know, if you get with a woman and you guys date for a while, you know what I mean? And and you guys, not all relationships work out. And so it's okay to have sex with like a girl you've been with for a while, but running around fucking, you know, five different fucking women uh, through the course of a month because every fucking night you go out you're fucking hooking up or attempting to hook up with some other random bitch that's fucking disgusting and, and it's it's not it's not what's up I guess is what I'm trying to say that shit is not what's up I live the consequences of this type of lifestyle I, I live like that like you run a roster I did it for I did it for a lot of years it makes you a bad person dude. like I was a bad person like shitty and uh, you know I've come out of it I'm, I live a different lifestyle now but you know like you pay consequences you know if, if, if people think that guys who do that it's like something to to be no, admired I, or whatever i did that shit so dude i think it's very bad very bad i did that shit dude i was really bad about you know womanizing or whatever you want to call it <clears throat> and i still i still suffer from the effects of it today right i have to like make sure I behave myself, right? Because I have that tendency, right? Like, I see a pretty woman and I get, like, a shark with blood in the water. But I have to tell myself, like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You've got a family? Relax. You know what I mean? Like, because I still suffer from the damage I did to myself behaving like that for all of those years, right? These these scars last, right? They don't just go away overnight. Uh, and you have to stay. That's like uh, with my temper, Right? I have to make sure I fucking constantly check myself because I'll get fucking mad over some silly shit. You know what I mean? I will. I'll get fucking furious mad over some very minor shit that isn't worth it. You know what I mean? So I have to constantly keep on top of myself about these things. You know what I mean? Because I was such a fucking loose cannon in my younger years. You know what I mean? But anyhow, guys, do you have something to say real quick, brother, before we go to break? I was very familiar, bro. Hell yeah. Well, we're going to go to break, guys. I hope you all have enjoyed this first hour. Thank you all very, very much for being here. Thank you all. Let me make sure I got all the donations real quick before we leave. Uh, uh, Piper, we'll play that video, too. I promise we'll play it before we get out of here. Uh, Thug of the Goat, thank you uh, again. But that's not Chihuahua. That's Aquila. But thank you, brother. And uh, I'm sure he appreciates it as well. Uh, he said thank you for the advice. Uh, all right, guys, oh, we're going to go to break, and we will be right back, guys. Thank you all very much for being here.
All right, and we are fucking back. I hope you guys enjoyed the break. Uh, any goy, what's up, bub? That was uh, a day to remember. The song was called, I think it was All I Want. I think that was the song I played. All I Want by a Day to Remember. I don't know. They're one of my favorite bands. Uh, I listen to a lot of music from them, so I know it was them. I'm pretty sure it was All I Want, but I wasn't listening. I was uh, doing other shit. <laughs> I think that's the song I chose. What's up, MG? How you doing? What's up, Mr. White Tuber? How you doing, brother? The thing's Tuber. open. If you got the, if you're in a position or want to jump on, it's open. Uh, but yeah, guys. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the break, man. Um, so as we all know, there was another uh shooting over the weekend. Uh. And not the, you know, 30-something niggers that were shot in Chicago, but the 10 or so niggers that were shot in, um, actually, yeah, it was, was it, uh, 13 people shot, 11 of them Negroes, 10 of them died, I think is the way it all went, in, um, Buffalo, New York, uh, so as usual, you know what I mean? We've seen the people coming out talking about how amazing this was and how this was a great thing and this should be praised and blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and I think we all know the scoop on that. Those are either retards or feds, both of which are equally uh, dangerous. <clears throat> so that's not really what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about, man, is I want people... I mean, we can talk about that if you guys want. We can talk about the, the shooting and the ins and outs of it. And uh, we will kind of get into some of the, the Fed theory because I have a funny post uh, that I want to talk about. But uh, in these, <clears throat> all of these new uh, articles that are coming out. Excuse me, guys, one second. Damn, sorry. And all these new articles that are coming out, they are talking about how they are surveilling... Uh, like Telegram, and they're coming after online platforms and all this shit, blah, 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 blah. So in this little article we've got pulled up here, let me do the screen share for you guys. I, I can't remember if it's this one or the other one I've got down here. I've got two that say very similar things. Uh, let me get this pulled up. I'm not going to share the sound because you guys don't need to hear it. You just guys probably want to see it. Uh, so bored during... The day, oh, here, let me get this off the thing here. This is turn the screen server off. Boom, there we go. So, this is from uh, the LA Times a generation of white supremacist killers shedding blood with internet winks, memes, and live streams. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, bored during the days of the early pandemic. Peyton Gendron logged on to the 4chan message board website to browse ironic memes and infographics that spread the idea that the white race is going extinct. He was soon, lurk <clears throat> he was soon lurking on the web's even more sinister fringes, scrolling through the extremist and neo-Nazi sites that peddled conspiracy theories and anti-black racism. It wasn't until he spotted a gif of a man shooting a gun through a dark hallway 
Then he tracked down the live stream of the 2019 killing of 51 people at two mosques in New Zealand. Then, or that Gen- that Gendron, I'm sorry, Gendron appeared to have found, then, I'm sorry, then Gendron appeared to have found his calling as a virulent racist copycat shooter with a craving for notoriety. <laughs> uh, well, the 18-year-old from, what's up, Bobo? so hyperbolic this the, you know we're talking about speech and language choices and words and stuff right you can hear what they're doing in, in with their language choices is it's it, they're not lying but it's sophistry right they're trying to build up a certain perspective on this kid just through very simple choices in language frustrating to listen to so yeah and and here it goes it goes on and on and on and talks about how there's this new generation of white supremacists that are radicalized from internet memes and misinformation Inspired by live streams to find fame through bloodshed, much of it propelled by convoluted ideas that the white race is under a threat. But here's the the thing right here. It's uh, here's the quote at the very end of the article. Here, uh, now you have this new ironic world of killers. J.J. McNabb. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. That's the guy's name. J.J. McNabb, a fellow at George Washington University program, university's program on extreme extremists, says it's a different world. Just a constant flow of bad statistics, bad memes, and bad lies about people they want to hate. That's the 4chan way. You see things that are outrageous that you don't necessarily believe, and over time you come to believe them. (laughs) This is the quote uh, from J.J. McNabb from this uh, L.A. Times article. But uh, What's up, Mr. WhiteTuber? I see you jump in there. I crashed it. Uh, no, you didn't crash it. What's up, Bubba? I'm sure you've heard about this. You hear me right? Yeah, I hear you. You're coming through great, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you jumped in, man. We were just sitting here trying about to talk about this new shooting that happened, uh, and we can talk about uh, the one in uh, Buffalo with the with the kid, the the autistic kid. Um, shut up! Stop. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, but like I said, I wasn't really here to talk about the shooting itself. We can, if you guys want to talk about that. But what I want to talk about is what's coming up over and over and over in these articles. This one here is all over 4chan and how 4chan is spreading fucking mass murder ideology and all this shit. First of all, before we get on to anything, who the fuck still goes on 4chan? Who the fuck still no goes idea. on fucking 4chan? Right? I have no idea. So I thought 4chan was all bots. Well, yeah, and they're saying this guy was radicalized on 4chan during the coronavirus. Isn't that that Trump website and shit? No, I mean, I don't listen. know. I couldn't tell you what it is because I haven't been there like but maybe 10 times my entire life. But but you got to understand something like this. This whole COVID nonsense has been going on for two years. So supposedly he started browsing when he was 16 uh, and he's been browsing it for two years, getting radi- supposedly radicalized from it. I highly doubt that. I highly fucking doubt that because the only thing on poll for two years straight pretty much was nothing but like shill threads for COVID or anti-COVID shit uh, on poll. Now, obviously, you know, I'm lying with an agenda because I hate poll and I haven't been there in over a year. But, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty practically what it what it would be. So I don't really believe for a bit, for an instant that he was supposedly radicalized by 4chan. Um, 
I, I think that he is a uh, perfect Patsy, uh, and uh, Patsy. he's yeah, definite Patsy. No, I think he was radicalized by the. F I think he was radicalized by the yeah. FBI. Yeah, he was. He was groomed. <laughs> right. he was groomed. Yeah, there you go. These fucking groomers. Yeah. He was groomed. He was so yeah. He was absolutely groomed by the fucking FBI. He wasn't <laughs> radicalized by no fucking force. And if he was, by some fucking stroke of uh, ironic luck, if it was that he somehow found his way onto fucking 4chan, that's been a dead meme for fucking years now. If somehow he found his way onto 4chan. He was still he was and was radicalized on 4chan. He was still probably radicalized by a Fed, right? Yeah. On 4chan, it was probably a Fed on 4chan radicalizing him. Like I, I just don't understand who the fuck still goes there, and that's the problem with these new fags going on to places like that, right? You get these kids who are who are severely autistic, uh, and you could tell this kid was autistic. You could 100% tell you could he was autistic. By the look on it, like his facial features, his uh, what's that physiognomy, and by the style, by by the style of his manifesto, right? He just from what I haven't read it, but from what I understand, he like legit copy and pasted part of Britain Tarrant shit, and and he and he even did it, and he he even did it in like a question and answer form, the way Britain Tarrant did. So like he totally just went through and copied this dude's you know swag for lack of a better better term, uh. After the FBI like gave him the, the, the blueprint for it. Uh do you guys remember that one shooter in the UK or whatever it was, and he like shot like one white person and said, I'm really bad at this guy. Sorry. Remember everyone just forgot about it? No. <laughs> no. You see, as I'm saying, everyone forgot about it. Remember he shot like like two white people. He was like, Oh, I'm bad at this guy. So he dropped his gun and shit, got shot by a cop or something, remember? No, not from the UK. I do remember like uh, Muslims like fucking cutting off people's heads on bridges and shit, though, and getting into machete fights <laughs> in the UK. Don't hear about that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's covered up, though. Don't yeah. Rambo. There's him. Uh, not too long with Brevik. Uh, but UK, I don't know that uh, they don't have a lot of guns, I guess. No, I was in UK. You're right. They don't have the guns. It's one of those other European countries. Like some kid like shot up like a fucking like, remember a, a fucking delivery man? He shot like a delivery man and shit. That was another autist, straight up. Are you talking about the guy in Haley, uh, Haley or whatever Germany that like yeah. threw all that threw all the shitty bombs that didn't work and like had yeah. that had that <laughs> shitty like fucking slam rifle or that slam shotgun that didn't work? Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah oh my god, guys, I'm a bad at this. I'm what a, loser a mess! <laughs> what a mess, dude. That guy was a fucking yeah. It's kind so, of the same thing. So you want you want some you want some pure contempt posting? This is uh, tweeted out uh, at about five forty p.m. by a rep, uh, representative Eric Swalwell. We know Eric Swalwell, the the massive uh, cuck, the the white cuck. Um, he Me says, "My yeah, my my four year old just FaceTime to ask what I'm doing to help the people in Buffalo and." Why did the bad man do this? <laughs> Absolutely gutting. This cannot be his normal. It's time to ban assault weapons. Hashtag gun violence. Yeah. This what? what a piece of shit, dude. Like and and on top of that, like this motherfucker is is probably one of the biggest Shabos Goyim you will ever meet. 
Um, look, the, the fact is, is that he's making this kind of statement and he's, he's not even grieving dead people. Like I thought that he loved black people. He's not grieving the dead people. Instead, he's making political statements. He's, he's actually being racist against blacks because, <laughs> because he's not coming out and, and, you know, worshiping them right now and, and crying and, and these kinds of things. Uh, honestly, Eric Swalwell is a massive piece of shit and he deserves to be put up against a wall and shot and executed because he is a race traitor. And, um, you know, that's not a fed post. That's just the God honest, God honest truth. Just a fact. Yeah. yeah. You, he's, a, he's a massive traitor. You know, he's prioritizing the feelings of his white child right over the over the sadness of the black community. Right. So, yeah, right. he's anti-black for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could care less about the people that got shot that I'm sorry like the white people yes but like what makes me sad is like this kid threw his life away um and yeah the, the worst part of it to me is that there was no uh you know place for him to go that's that's that, that's you know and I'll, I'll make my own political statement about it you know like we can politicize it in our way you know we we we, if you if you listen to the Eagles Nest, if he was in uh, a judge, judgment zone chat from Fascist Fitness, I said this on on Sunday on White Boy Roundtable, but you know he wouldn't he wouldn't he, he would have had skin in the game. If you have a workout tomorrow, you have a reason to get up in the morning. The next day, you have something to look forward to because you have skin in the game. What makes me sad is that this kid didn't have anything invested. He had no investment and no, nobody investing willing to invest in him. And, and yeah, that's the biggest issue, man. The kid didn't have a group of friends that loved him, man. That's right, that's that's right. what breaks my fucking heart about it, and that's what makes that's what pisses me off so bad about these faggots that celebrate what happened, right? Because like like you said, I don't give a shit about what happened to those people, right? Like whatever, you know what I mean? That's that's neither here nor there because they just as mo they were just as likely to get killed by some of their own, right? But the real tragedy is that this young white man threw his fucking life away for nothing because this didn't strike the system, right? That's the thing. That's the thing that any, all of these retard accelerationist fags always overlook. None of these, like going and shooting a bunch of obese Negroes in a fucking grocery store doesn't strike the system. That helps the system. That doesn't strike it's out at the system. It's yeah. feeling good. Yeah, you're, it's literally, it, yeah, it's fucking tragic that this poor kid threw his life away. And that's why I hate that, that fucking places like fucking 4chan and these weird fucking groups like I was talking about earlier that are doing like fucking breaching Something drills and, and yeah, and, and like fucking making undetectable knives and weird shit like that. Like I can't stand those fucking groups because they destroy young white lives. This could have been a strong good uh, young white man that did, went and did good work for our people right if he would have had a pool party if he would have been able to get involved in his local you know positive pro-white community this never would have happened right and that is yeah. why yeah. that is why these jews try to keep us atomized and separated because they know right. the more they keep us atomized and the more they drive us fucking insane with this fucking disgusting society that they've created around us the more likely we are to fucking snap they do not want us collectivizing because they know collectively we will lift each other up. And that's what scares them the most is an uplifted, unified, strong, intelligent, healthy white community is what the Jew fears the most.
One hundred percent. True. Most definitely. But, but uh, we do got a video that I want to watch here. We've got a black man that says the kid was a genius. <laughs> Have you guys seen this video? No. I'm going to share this. There's a Negro here that says he talked with the kid for two hours. Oh, and- yeah. I've seen that. I didn't watch it, though. <laughs> and, and, the kid, and the kid is a genius. Is this that Ak Nation? Is that Ak Nation? <laughs> it Sorry, <yeah. laughs> no, it's not Ak Nation. <laughs> but it kind of looks like him, though. This uh-huh. shit makes me want to get full Alex Jones, man. It makes me want to just stop believing the whole thing, man. The dude, anyways, you'll see what he looks like in the story. But holy shit, like yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. after. Yeah, we'll get to that. We're gonna let it. We're gonna let it ride though here for a second. Let me go back into the big TV for everybody. Here we go. You were in that tops earlier this afternoon. We're going to get to that story. Uh, but you told me just a few moments ago that you actually spoke with the suspect yesterday. He was here. Tell me more about that. Um, I've seen him. Check the shirt, guys. <laughs> Black king nutrition facts <laughs> nigger is diabetes is diabetes how, how much diabetes is on that fucking shirt <laughs> uh, how much fucking goddamn sickle cell you got on your fucking nutrition facts there negro huh? <laughs> jesus fucking christ black king nutrition facts get the fuck out of here <laughs> oh fuck here we go i'm sorry i just had to say something about that and he looked strange in the neighborhood anybody had a genius shirt on so i wanted to see if he was a genius and we sat and talked about string theory critical race theory uh the beginning of civilization and and he seemed like he was a genius, actually. Uh, he said he came up <laughs> just to see the countryside. And, yes, um, He was going to go out That's camping. amazing. He bought a, a big thing, a jug of water. He had a little nervous twitch to him. I bought him something to drink, and we sat and talked for about an hour and 45 minutes. After. Yeah, pause. As if this nigger was able to talk about string theory. String the theory. fuck out of town. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we just talked about, you know, quantum physics and how things work on a molecular level. You know, just normal conversation that Negroes have. Get the fuck out of town. As he wears his Black King Nutrition Facts. (laughs) 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 What are you saying, White Tuber? I'm sorry. That nigga couldn't figure out string cheese. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the feds trolling us on the milk debate. That's what that is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Here's that strength theory. <laughs> wow, to tie your fucking Tim's? Fuck you talking about, nigger? Hey, thank you very much, Tipsy. Tipsy says, not that I was going to do something as retarded as what this spurt did, but it was your friendship that stopped me from thinking about IRL Fed posting John Fashcroft. Thanks. I'm glad to hear that, brother, and I'm glad we met, dude. Thank you for being here, Bobo. Yeah, man. Don't that's do it. what. That's what uh, that's what this is all about, man. Uh, that's what we're supposed to be doing here, man. Uh, community building is the number one uh, mission for us right now. Community building and social support networks. Being there, checking on one another, trying to help improve each other's mental, physical, and spiritual health, man. Well, I mean, if that's not what we're doing, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Uh fuck. But yeah, let's go back to Black Kang Nutrition. Uh <laughs> and let's hear how he talked about string theory. 
<laughs> Get the fuck out of town. That's the most absurd shit. I could have understood the critical race theory, the beginning of civilization, because that's some shit that you can just like, you know, uh, ra- yeah, like ramble on about as you uh, as you smoke as they smoke PCP and shit. But uh, <laughs> with string theory, fuck off, dude. Fucking string theory. Hear a nigger go on about string theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this fucking white kid probably watched a YouTube video about string theory and blew this nigger's mind. He, he really did sound like a genius, huh? <laughs> this, nigger's repeat, this nigger's repeating shit from what the bleep do we know? <laughs> Holy shit. After seeing the pictures and seeing the blue card that I seen him got into um, yesterday. So it was a shock right now. And he told me his name was Peyton. Um... So it's a shock. And we did see a blue car get taken does away like from the scene just about a half yeah. hour or so ago. And you were saying that you were speaking with him on a bench that's located outside of this tops. Yes. That's the bench that earlier today, when I first got here, you were the first person I spoke to. You were telling me that bench is your office. Yes. And you usually like to stop and sit there and talk yes. to people that yes. are passing by. Today, you didn't stop. Yes. So walk me office. through uh, your afternoon here at the tops. Well, I went in there and got me some um, a juice. And um, I didn't want to sit there today, so I walked across the street and I opened up my, my, my juice. And as I opened up my juice, I heard what I knew wasn't a firecracker. And I looked up and I seen a guy shooting people. Then I seen a security <laughs> guard. Spilled my goddamn gin all over the floor. <laughs> going after him, shooting. Then I saw him come back out. So and first, he had all kinds of flies going. And the eyes. He got the eyes. He, he had to, to go get head, an ice cup. And he dropped it. Now you know you fucked up, right? He took off his gloves. <laughs> no, you fucked up. Tony Allen. His gun, he put it down. He took off his vest. And then um, he got on his knees and laid down and put his hands behind his back. And. They, uh, they arrested him at that point. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, you were telling me about the security guard, the former Buffalo police officer who has tragically died in this incident. You were telling me today. Look at the way he's looking at that white woman. No he's about to rape her. The only reason she's not being raped right now is because they're on camera. That man with he's looking at her with like just pure she's lust, she's lust and anger. Yeah, yeah, even on camera. <laughs> he's just gonna do it. So when I do go, I shot and I leave, and that's the reason why I left. Because I heard him tell people that a couple times. So you don't ever really gotta tell me something four or five times for me to understand. And from what I heard, he went back and he shot at him when he went in the store. So, yeah, but if he wasn't there, I would have been sitting there. So I'm definitely thankful that I heard him say that. <laughs> Listen, he's like, I'm, I'm really happy I listened to Boss. When Boss Man told me to go outside, I went outside and now he saved my life. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely that thankful. So genius. <laughs> Yes. Well, I knew when Ray Ray well, said go, Mr. boy, you Lewis, better go. You, so you better get on outside when Ray Ray say that. Tonight and for telling me your story earlier today, I appreciate it. Uh, this entire community here is mourning this tragic loss. There's a memorial set up down Landon Street here. It, it truly. So yeah, what do you, <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, is that a totally legit story from this well, Negro he, about he him about him discussing? Uh, oh God, oh God. About him discussing string theory with the killer uh, just a day before <laughs> it all happened. <laughs> the same shit just happened in Orlando when that fat nigger fell off the tower. Some bitch literally made up that she was his cousin. 
They got all this money and shit. Niggers do that. They, they make shit up. They, they think it's a game, you know? Well, that's because white people will fucking give them money for it. Right, right. Every time a nigger has a sob story, white people's fucking pockets fly open, right? Across the fucking country. It's disgusting, dude. It drives me nuts. You know, uh, it's it's a it's a it's rem it's reminiscent or closely related to or similar to uh the telescopic philanthropy thing. Have you heard of this? No. So Charles Dickens uh but he criticized British, I believe it was British women or European women, English women, uh, for wanting to help niggers in Africa. And he called it telescopic philanthropy. They would look mm. at niggers, they would look at niggers from the boat with their telescopes and, and see how downtrodden they were and want to help them when they had their own fucking problems at home they needed to be taken care of. Look it up. It's Charles Dickens actually coined that phrase, uh, talking shit about it English women. And it still like fucking applies. Place. Yeah, man. No. Was well, somebody else going to say something? I'm sorry. I thought I heard somebody start to talk. The eternal Anglo female edition. You know, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. But they, they, they do that. Like, I'm kidding, Anglos. Um, but they, they, they hijack the, the uh, mechanism of care that women have, you know, and they take it and expand it out outside the family or outside the community by just redirecting their attention. If you don't, if men don't control where women put their attention, then it's easily um, you know, check this out. Up. I have a different, I have a totally different take. Throw it at us. Let's see. Here's, here it is. So, um, I, I, the, the, when the blacks do the whole, oh, y'all need to give us reparations and, oh, we, we got them GoFundMe's up and all this. Here's my PayPal. Y'all white folks is racist. Hashtag all this stuff. It's nothing more than the Americanized version of an uh, of a Nigerian four one nine scam. It's all it is. <laughs> uh, you know, you you go expound on that, please, I go, sir. I go chop your dollar. Like uh, the 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 Nigerian four one nine is the is the one that your your grandparents probably have fallen for once or twice. Uh, you know, talking about being a Nigerian prince and. We've Ethan got, Ralph uh, just filed for recently. Millions of dollars. Yeah, that's a four one nine scam. Now they're they're and that's that's because the uh, that's because of the um uh there's something to do with the the uh like an area code of a phone number or something, uh or or whatever, um a postal code or something that has to do with it being called a four one nine scam. But um, yeah, it's nothing more than, than a, like a, a, a sort of scam, a grift. That's, that's all it is. And uh, you know, what really fucking sucks is how the Jews have completely hijacked, you know, uh, like you said, yeah, they've completely, the Jews have completely hijacked our uh, white altruism. Altruism is, uh, is our feature. Yep. Um, and it and it's been exploited um, by a parasite. Yeah, empathy does not exist in other cultures. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't in other races. <laughs> empathy is not is non-existent in, in other races. Weakness. Yeah. To actually be able to understand the suffering of others is non-existent in other cultures. That's why they can chop people up and then like go eat a meal and go to bed directly after they done it. Like literally after hacking up a body, they can go just like go to sleep. It's fucking insane. But uh, Gabe Lackman, uh, kind of 
I wouldn't say corrected me, but cleaned me up a little bit here on telescopic philanthropy. I guess it wasn't aimed directly. At, for some reason, I under, the way I understood it, that it was aimed like directly at English women. But I guess in this definition, it's not here. It says tele, telescopic philanthropy is a term coined by Charles Dickens. Dickens reserved this particularly harsh criticism for individuals who styled themselves as philanthropists, but whose charitable motives were to serve their own vanity by high-status projects in exotic, faraway places while ignoring less prestigious problems at, at or near home. So yeah, basically what I said, but not specifically towards women, just towards people in general who had that uh, proclivity. Oh, oh That's like what a lot our, of churches do. Uh, like our entire United States government. 100%. So you probably saw the Telegram video, the little short of, uh, you know, the the our, our supposed leadership talking about how what the most important thing in the world today is the Ukraine, the most important thing in the United in the United States right now is the the war in Ukraine, and that's what our U.S. government uh, has said um, publicly today. So you know. It, it's it's the same same fucking problem. All these people just need to go, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they all fucking need to go. So they were saying what, like the number one threat to the United States or some shit, the most important struggle facing us now is the Ukrainian war. Is that what they're saying? Mm, yeah, I'll have to find it. Uh meanwhile it's, I hear I hear that I also hear that really hard about the Fucking white replacement being a myth. You hear about this now? This is well, no, that hard. well, that was the other part I wanted to get to on this school or this I about called it a school shooting, this mass shooting, right? I wanted to talk about. There was another article. I'm not gonna pull it up. We're just gonna go ahead and talk about. It. There's no need to pull it up. But there was another article. Uh, I was reading. What the fuck is going on? All right. So, uh, and they were talking about all of these things happening on some specific Telegram channel. And how the FBI is watching that Telegram channel and all of this shit. And I want people to fucking pay attention to what you're saying and what people are saying in the chats you're in. If you are in a fucking chat in Telegram and people are being assholes, leave it. I don't care if you got buddies in there. You can DM them, tell them, hey, we can keep in touch by this means or whatever. But get the fuck out of these chats where people are acting like dickheads. Because you're going to get fucking vanned and you're only going to have yourself and that asshole to blame because you stayed around them. I'm telling you guys, you, you, you guys need to pull your fucking and I'm not I don't think anybody like directly in our in my chat. But this is just a broad message to people who might hear this. You need to get your fucking head out of your ass and get away from these weirdos because they're going to get you fucking vanned. Every fucking article that's come out about this shooting has been about one of two things. Either how it was caused by either the grace replacement theory or online message boards or a combination of both. Watch what the fuck you're talking about. I'm not saying, like, don't talk about replacement. Of course, we're going to talk. That's what we do, right? It's an actual thing. It's a real thing that needs to have awareness brought to it. But if people are in there talking about doing weird, illegal shit, get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. This is, this is the Fed's... Uh, what is it? Modus operandi is to catch you saying some dumb shit in a joke or a blase fashion, and then it's fucking over, dude. It's fucking over with. So please, fucking pay attention 
to the circles you allow yourselves to be in, man. The company you keep will make or fucking break you guys. I'm telling you. I don't know what is going on uh, on whoever's mic that is, but I had to mute you guys because um, it's just insane. Okay, it sounds like it's gone away now. There we go. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, fuck, he had said something. And now he's gone. He had said something that I wanted to comment on, and then I went off on that whole spiel there. <laughs> he had said something about the shooting I wanted to talk about. Hello? Oh, the great, uh, the great replacement theory. There he is. What's up, Bubba? Yeah, that's I another thing. I had trouble with that noise, man. That was horrible. Fucking yeah, wild. It was wild. It sounded like there was you know, a fist fight going on. You know, to all these people that talk all this shit, what have we seen except for lone wolf bullshit like this? What do you mean? You know? Like, all these guys talk all this shit about this kind of stuff, and all they ever do is lone wolf shit. They're not about it. They're about just getting vanned. And they're about just fucking uh, doing this shit for, for the fucking fed, you know? Well, yeah, and, and my... anything useful. Yeah, and they don't ever do anything that actually does anything, right? Like, I, I mean... All this kind of shit. You know what I mean? If they really wanted to fucking strike at the system, they would strike the fucking system, right? They never do. You know Try what I mean? Cool yeah, they never, ever strike anything that act actually affects the system the closest you can you can get to that and the only one who ever did anything effective at least in the states for that matter as far as these kind of things go is dylan roof he actually a lot of people don't realize what he did he actually took out some major civil rights leaders and like black lives matter style people you know what i mean? gave you credit the other day uh, you're, you're the one that that told me that, those, that that church was actually one of them black uh it was church, his, right? it was historically a black civil rights church historically and the guys he the, some of the people he got were really powerful i think he got like a senator or somebody who was running for senator and some other really powerful like black power leaders so that wasn't just like a random he actually and, and i'm not condoning this guys i'm not saying that at all i would never condone something like this i just said earlier how i hate to see young white people throw their lives away on dumb shit like this uh but at least he hit an actual target right at least he did his homework and, and did something that actually kind of made sense all right. I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying you should do it. Of course I'm not. But let me say at least it made sense. Going and shooting a bunch of fucking people at a grocery store is fucking retarded. You know what I mean? What, like, you, what about those Bundy boys who were fucking uh, uh, spitting for a fight? Uh, I mean, was that just a hoax up there on that mountain? They're up there for all those months, remember? Well, yeah, there, there was there, two different situations. They're not white nationalists. You know, um, yeah, they're just uh, normie conservative I mean, that types. Shit there was like, it was boomer, like you said, it wasn't white nationalists, it was fucking boomers. Yeah. Well, no, and there's you want to you want, you want to know who accomplished the, probably the most in somewhat modern era post Hitler in regards to um, anything coming close to fascism or white nationalism? It's Eric Rudolph. Mm -hmm. I love, Eric, I've talked about Eric Rudolph at nauseum uh, in the Eric army. Yeah, nothing wrong, not nope. a damn thing wrong. And I and Eric Rudolph, I always use as an example of how you can win the hearts and minds of people. Eric Rudolph was able to evade the feds for five fucking years in the Nantahala wilderness with the help of the locals because they believed in his fight. None of those people, I've said this a million times, none of those people would have openly advocated for blowing up abortion clinics, but all of them helped him evade the feds because they believed in his fight right so yes. there there yes. is a that that is there is a there is a, a a sweet spot there in the battle of hearts and minds where you can get normal people 
to uh, tacitly support some pretty extreme shit if they believe in you and the fight, right? This is how guerrilla armies have always worked, right? You have our to have the support of the people. Right, right. Our, our politics are not unpopular. Right? People, Especially when you actively signal. Yeah, yeah. And when you, and yeah, when you have the right, um, the right aesthetics around it and the right aesthetics behind it, then people have a tendency to be very open and, like you say, like they even accept very extreme behavior. So if you if, if they could accept extreme behavior, then they could accept like moderate or even good aesthetics related behavior. You know, the, people are are going to be influenced. And also, there's like a there's there's certain types of actions that have like a tide uh, of public acceptance. And one of the things that media tries to do is hide all of that. So, um, you know, it's 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 not it's not to say that again, like to condone any of that. But if you're going to do something, then be effective, uh, anything at all, politically or you know, politics is war. War is politics. Uh, again, not condoning anything. But if you can do anything at all, you have to apply heuristics to make yourself effective. You have to know what to do. I have to have some popular support. Isn't the uh, point of terrorism to get the, the 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 ruling party to overreact? Right. Aren't they kind of overreacting? Yeah, we, I talked about that before. Making making kosher sandwiches, right? Anytime there's reactionary, you know, reactions, right? It creates polls, and every time there's a poll, then people are easily steered uh, because, like, that sort of du- dualism that they always build in, um, and the narratives are easily controlled that way. Um, like this kid supposedly missed, uh, like he's, he didn't go by, you know, the police station. He didn't go by the city hall. Right. Right. He, he, he let all these places pass all these, that what you would think would be a more logical target. Actual targets. Right. Exactly. Yeah. In place of this like grocery store. <laughs> and the other thing I've seen in some, in some, one of these poll looking memes was, uh, that he, at what point on his live stream, he opened his phone and there was furry porn on the phone. So, well, yeah, and so, that's an yeah, that's another thing. There's the furry porn. Well, there's his well, and there's his open admitted uh, admission to being a leftist, right? He admitted like in his in his little manifesto that he was like a uh, you know like a leftist populist or some shit like that. I don't know. I haven't read it. Yeah. Uh, he took the vaccine supposedly and was pro-vax. Uh, so it's it's it, it's it's a strange. So the whole thing is strange. That interview with that that black dude is strange. Like that. It's that, weird. It sounds the, the totally fake. Yeah, she fed him like half the story. She she's told, she said half the story for him. You know, while he's standing there looking at her, all weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't want to do the Alex Jones thing on this, but the, none of it makes sense it, it, to the point where, like, how did he even, like you were saying before, John, how do you even become radicalized in that in those in that environment? In the fort, who the fuck is on there? Like, do we not do we not keep tabs on like like eighty percent of the white nationalists? Like, we know them all. They're all on Telegram. Like, no, is that not yeah? True? Like that, that's my thing. Well, like, I don't know anybody who's still fucking hanging out on goddamn four chan. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? It's I'm, It's just so absurd, man. That he's but like, honestly right now the mood the people are at. If he would have did that to like a news station, he would have had people support. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But 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 the feds don't want that, right? The, his fed handlers didn't want him to do something effective, right? And, and then if they would came cracking down because of something, you know what I mean? Like that's why it's stupid. Because yeah, they're gonna come down hard, but the people aren't gonna be like like galvanized or inspired by this shit. They're gonna be grossed out by it, especially your normie nigger loving conservative. I'm just well, not convinced. That's the whole point of it. Well, I'm not convinced that they're going to come down hard. 
I'm just not convinced at this. Yeah, a few articles will yeah. be written. They'll piss and moan in press conferences. You might be right. But they're not going to come. Like, I just, I don't buy it. Like, the fact that people saying, oh, he's accelerated it. Now he's, they're overplaying their hand. No, they're not. Anything a few that, websites it, are gone. Anything that they were going to do. That, hey, that's been coming. I've covered this before the election. I covered Biden's chief of staff on his uh, transition team. Uh, uh, Obama himself, one of Obama's ex-staffers, all in the run-up to the election, talking about banning websites and getting rid of online hate. This is going to be. Bro, this is a big gone, hard on of theirs, right? This is a big hard on of theirs. All of what I'm trying to say is, all of these things are going to. Anything that they do that may seem as though it might have been a result of this is something they were going to do anyway. I agree. Right? They're going to do these things anyway. It wasn't that like this thing happened and they're like, oh my god, now we have to do this. No, these are things that are already on the plate, right? Things they're already planning to do, and then when some fucking Spurg has some Fed juice him up and he flies off the handle, they just use that as, a, as a, another chance to... Right, because they're, you know, they're inc- sitting there, they're waiting to do this, like, oh, here's a good yeah, time. Yeah, so it's, yeah it's exactly. But yeah, yeah, you're right, they were waiting to do this shit. Yeah, and it could be anything, you know what I mean? It could be anything from fucking, you know... Some fucking Spurg doing this or, or some asshole going and shooting up Asian massage parlors, right? It, it, it's just whatever happens, you know what I mean? They're going to, it's like the old adage, uh, you know, no tragedy goes uh, to waste or whatever the fuck it is. You, you want to hear something I mean? crazy? That the very fucking next day at the, I forget what basketball team, I think the Milwaukee Brewers, 20 fucking people were shot by a group of niggers. Dude, 30, 30 niggers were killed or shot or whatever over the weekend in Chicago. I mean, literally, probably 200 niggers were murdered over the weekend. But, but, and everybody's, bro, and everybody's crying. Double the people. No one gives a fuck. Dude, Dude, in Oklahoma, look at this. Here, since we're talking about this, I'm going to pull this up real quick. <clears throat> Let's pull this up. Nobody, hear, nobody heard about this, right? Nobody fucking heard about this. Fuck no, they didn't. Because it was a bunch of niggers shooting it out yeah. in a fucking hookah bar parking lot. Over 100 gunshots fired during Tulsa murder. Authorities are investigating a bizarre homicide. A bizarre homicide, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? God knows. Yeah, this is so bizarre. Niggers just started shooting at each other and had a gun battle in a parking lot. This is so unheard of. Bizarre. Yeah, around 2.30 a.m. on Sunday, officers with the police, Tulsa Police Department were called to a hookah lounge at Admiral Lewis after neighbors reported hearing gunshots. This has opened our eyes, Garvin County officials stunned by a number of child crimes. When police arrived at the scene, they found a man in the parking lot suffering from a gunshot wound to his head. Officials say paramedics rushed the victim to the hospital, but he was pronounced dead. Investigators searched the scene. They found more than 100 shell casings of various calibers in the parking lot. It sounded like fireworks. Man, uh, Lexington man allegedly... Sh- oh, these are... That's a different headline. Sorry. Weird. They have these different headlines, like, peppered throughout the article. Uh, so you said sorry. Admiral and Memorial, right? Uh, Admiral and Lewis. Oh, Admiral and Lewis. So even further north Tulsa. Yeah, even further north. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. business as usual, right? Yeah, authorities say that led them to believe that a large gun battle had taken place. Oh, you fucking think so? You find a hundred shell casings of various fucking <laughs> calibers, and you think maybe a bizarre gun battle? It was just a bizarre <laughs> gun battle. Who fucking knows? You know what I mean? Get the fuck. Yeah, but nobody hears about this. Nobody hears about the hundred round shootout in the middle of Tulsa, Oklahoma. They just hear about the fucking poor autistic kid who was coaxed into doing some dumb shit by feds. 
That bizarre part was added by a Jewish copy editor, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. And, and to make matters worse, um, you have uh, Biden going to Buffalo um, while, you know, yeah. he completely ignores Waukesha. I heard about uh, that. Yeah, and he got confronted by a reporter uh, during during the briefing session about this. And, you know, they... So Biden has the new uh, a Negro spokesperson, right? You know, Wait, you know what I'm, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh-uh. Holy shit, she can't read, she can't speak, she's full retard, this bitch. Right, so she gets, right. Gets, she gets asked this question of, could you please explain, uh, you know, the, uh, why the president would go to Buffalo but would not go visit Waukesha after the terror attack? I believe he says terror attack. Um and uh, so a little moment of clarity and truth visit- from a, a reporter doing actual real reporting for once is amazing. And the 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 bitch spokesperson, the the negress, uh, decided that she was just going to say, "Oh well, you know, the president uh, was on a trip, so this seemed like it was a good opportunity for him to go." Okay, and yeah, I've actually got it ready? pulled up right here. I've got to pull up right here. Play that shit, like yeah, we're about to. You want to see what the what kind of laughing stock this fucking that is? One ugly boon. I mean, he found like the darkest nigger in fucking the White House to be his representative, didn't he? Oh, and she is white. (laughs) She's white presenting too. She is white (laughs) presenting. Listen. You you go find the darkest nigger in here, and I want her to be my representative. <laughs> and then just one on the trip tomorrow. How can the president is they replaced uh, a, a senseless trip? redhead bombshell, a, like MILF type of lady, with that? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. You know, Jen Psaki had to go do uh, humanitarian efforts o- o- overseas to feed the hungry with them milkers. Yeah, okay, has got- to go do humanitarian efforts at MSNBC. Actually, <laughs> all right, here we go. We're gonna play this, and then just one on the trip tomorrow. How come the president is visiting Buffalo after a senseless tragedy there, but he couldn't visit Waukesha after six were killed and sixty-one injured in an attack on a Christmas parade there? I mean, he's visited many communities. Buffalo, he was, we, you know, he was, he's able to. Go oh, he's visited many Buffalo. communities. Uh, uh, before the trip, that he is something that was important for him to do. But he has visited they many, uh, many communities. This is not Buffalo is not the first community, sadly, that he has to go up to uh, because of a violent attack. So you know, it's not, we it's not the first one. So he's been to many others. Fuck off! She doesn't even answer the question. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's been to many places. You know, as the president, he, he frequents many places from time to time. And he just happened to be... Pa- you know, he was passing through, so he thought he'd stop off. Like, fuck you. Bull fucking shit. Mm-mm-mm. But anyhow, guys, uh, shit. We made it just past two hours, man. You guys got anything you want to say on the way out of here? Fashy Gaines, you got anything you want to say on the way out of here, Bubba? Yes. If you want to hear more from me, Check out t.me slash fedpost3, F-E-D-D-P-O-S-T-3. Uh, Marak, you and I run a channel together. Um, 
And uh, our latest uh, big release is the um, is a is a new addendum to the Jewish inversion principle, um, and it has to do with Rosh Hashanah and tran- And I talk uh, a lot about trannies and how they are um, basically celebrated and loved and adored uh, by by Jews. And so make sure to check that out. The recordings are in there. And um, I, I think, John, you said you were going to post something about that. Um, I, yeah, I did. I compiled them all. If you guys go check my uh, telegram, I compiled them all and put all the sources all in one message on my awesome. telegram. So if you guys go check that out. And I also just shared, I'm going to do it again, shared the telegram link to FedEx to Post. Guys, please go follow that. Uh, but so, real quick, I want to talk, while I got you and Akila here, both of you guys are uh, not professionals, but health conscious, I want to talk about something This just uh, caught my eye, and it's something that I've been talking with my wife about because of the most recent scare with my son's liver, right? Uh, yeah. Unknown says chicken or steak for dinner. Now, before you guys get into it, I want to ask you guys something. So, from what I understand from reading a little bit, a little bit, not a lot. Uh, it is harder, harder, not impossible or, or hard, but just harder for your body to digest red meat. And the way I heard it explained was that uh, as we come through history, right, um, meat wasn't always guaranteed and it was more of a treat. Right, you didn't eat necessarily red meat every fucking day of the week, right? So, is it a good idea to maybe limit your red meat to maybe twice a week or so, and try to find like a poultry or maybe have uh, some other source of protein the rest of the week? Uh, you want to go first? No, go ahead, buddy. Okay. Um, I'll give a simplistic answer. Um, so I I sort of have this understanding as well. Um, it's not too far off from what I uh, from what I have gathered as well. The trick is is to mix up your um, mix up your weekly menu for your family or yourself. Uh, don't just stick with beef. Beef is fantastic. It's good for you. Don't get me wrong. It's good for you. Your body. It, your body metabolizes different things at different rates. So it's, it's sort of like there's some nuance to that whole thing. Um, it's the same with milk. Uh, like our body digests dairy a different in, in different ways. Um, and depending on your body chemistry, you might not be able to digest lactose and you get sick. Right. Um, so there, there definitely is some nuance there, but at the same time, mix it up i always like i typically i don't serve beef two nights in a row it's like some beef dish whether it's like just some ground beef in something or burgers uh and then pork or uh, pork and then do so do like uh, pasta or something like that just mix it up with chicken and, and things like that but there's usually in like almost every one of my dinners um that i cook it's always there's always meat in it. Um, beef um, takes up about I'd say about forty five percent of my my family menu. 
It's like I'm not even gonna lie, dude. It's like eighty percent, if not more, <laughs> of my family menu. Let's think Holy shit, all for real? Eat. Yeah, I'm not shitty. That's like all we eat is red meat. That shit is so fucking uh, expensive. Red meat or chicken, you know what I mean? Well, I can tell you personally that that shit will make you constipated. Well, you and it fucks up. It, it fucks up your your uh, your cleaning system, right? Your liver, your gallbladder, and things like that, because you don't digest it as well as other leaner meats, leaner proteins, right? Not that it's bad. It actually is actually pretty good for you, especially if you're like trying to build muscle. Red meat's great. Uh, I also think there are some benefits for you, like um, uh, other health benefits to eating red meat. I think there's something else to that. I'm not a health guy, guys. This is just that's why I'm asking. Uh, but Bro. from what I understand, there is a digestive issue with red meat, and it can fuck up your liver and your gallbladder and your uh, digestive tract if you're not careful. So yeah, so if I just give a couple points, uh, yeah, take off. Uh, yeah, so uh, the whole like thing with not eating red meat super often came from uh, I, I don't know maybe in the sixties or something uh, where they were saying that um, it was associated with like heart conditions or what they call um, syndrome syndrome X, which was like kind of fat dudes with guts and uh, ending up with like diabetes, gout, and uh, prostate cancer um and they have like a like a certain body type you know like kind of skinny legs and skinny arms and it was a kind of a a, a started with our, our parents parents like boomers parents a little bit more and then boomers kind of got it pretty bad started being a thing in like the 80s um and they correlated uh like eating a lot of red meat with syndrome x and it became one of those things like a kind of a food propaganda thing like uh, you know how they did against uh, <laughs> or whatever uh, at different points and uh, you know they, they build whole industries off this stuff you know like they, they gluten and all that um, but anyways uh, so red meat has a lot of iron and a lot of B12 so um, one of the reasons you don't have to actually eat it all that often is not that it's, ne- it's a negative reason is that everybody has a different um, uh, you're biologically predisposed to um, hold on to B12 and iron. Uh, different people have different half-lives for B12 and iron. Some people like actually might need to, need to eat some red meat every day to have enough, um, or maybe not every day, but every couple days or something, and where other people could eat red meat once a month and keep and actually hold the B12 like for, for that long. It has that long of a half-life in their body, and that is like genetic. So... Um, whether or not we know exactly why there's different variations of that, it probably has to do with something like you were talking about, John, like evolutionary biology, like what populations were predisposed to eating a lot of red meat and getting it often versus not. So if you didn't have a lot of red meat around, you don't need a lot. And if you did, uh, maybe uh, you, don't, you, you your half-life is shorter for it. Um, but again, uh, said like the, like operationally, you just got to vary up your protein sources. Um, and it's, it, it shouldn't be an issue, but um, I, I don't know, like, you know, there's like this old meme about John Wayne having like a, a pound of, uh, or some like a half pound of like, a, you know, undigested uh, meat in his colon when he died from colon cancer or something. Some, you know, like, like, I don't really buy into that stuff. I think it's like kind of more fear mongering and uh, try to, you know, confuse people about what they should and shouldn't be eating. So I'm more positive. <laughs> you know, constructive reason not to eat it all the time is you probably just don't need it that much. And, you know, for the amount of fat that it carries, um, you know, you could go with a leaner source a little more frequently because it does have a little bit extra, like, 
you know, the fat, right? Depending on the cut of meat you get in that. So there's yeah, no- and hey, man, there's something to be said about uh, organ fat, right? That's something I've learned a lot about it's since fat. since we it's since I. Yeah, this is one of the most dangerous things that you can, that, that can happen to the human body. This is something I've learned a lot about since uh, my mother got sick, right? You know, my mother has liver cancer, and I've learned a lot about organ fat and fatty livers and fatty kidneys and shit like that, you know what I mean? And generally, that is the first place that fat goes, and that's the hardest place to remove fat from is your, is your organs, it's real. It it's extremely hard. Fasting, you can you can get it off by fasting for like fasting for like yeah. long periods of time, like you know seventy two hour, you know week long, five day fast, things like that. They That's say I don't know. Th- First of all, let me say this: I don't know this personally. I've never done this. These are just things I've read and conversations I've had with people. So, so I'm just talking topic. here. I'm just talking here. But I do know for I do know for a fact, real quick. I do know for a one hundred percent fact. The thing about the fatty organs, right? I know that for a 100% fat because I've been told this by doctors talking about my mother's situation. And that probably yeah. what kills you and shit. It is. No, 100%. A fatty liver, a fatty uh, kidneys, fatty heart is what kills most people. Yeah, now, so, so I was looking at this shit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. About um, fat, like taking in fat and uh, accumulating visceral fat or just being fat. Right. Um, fat has, uh, I think it's nine calories per gram. Carbohydrates have four, protein have four. So if you, the more uh, grams of fat you eat, you, the more calories you, you get in. So it, it, fat is dangerous a little bit to eat because it's the thing that you can, um, it, it has the most calories. In Anyways, so it can really push your caloric totals over um, your threshold for the day. So the, the, the thing is about, about that is you can only get fat by, by, by eating too much food you can't develop visceral fat like excess visceral fat unless you eat a lot of trans fats and stuff like that or there's something wrong with like your filtration system of your body um like like from having a condition and you can't get the condition necessarily from uh like again eating any specific food too many calories it's too many calories what were you gonna say uh tuber no i I was looking at this fucking thing like do you know that like um Neanderthals were hyper carnivores and that 70% of their diet was meat, you know? And like, if you do that, if you eat like basically only meat, this is kind of the other aspect. You know, we have vegans are totally sick all the time. Yeah. If you only eat meat, you're going to be sick, dude. You're going to be really sick and you're going to be fucked up. Your diet is supposed to be 30% meat. Cavemen only ate 30% meat and that's why they survived. And And that's why the other ones went extinct. And so you're literally designed to only eat 30% meat. So, I mean, I know we all love meat, but we're supposed to be eating the fuck out of a vegetables. A balanced diet, right? Yeah, a like balanced a balanced diet. We've been told that our whole fucking life. <laughs> but that's literally what it is. It's like we're supposed to, because of nature, we had we had to eat a bunch of different shit. Yeah, sugar has a function. You know? Protein has a function. Right. You're supposed to function. eat a little bit of fish. You're supposed yeah. to eat a little bit of fruit. You're supposed yeah. to eat a little bit of vegetables. Every day, you're supposed to eat all these things. Yeah, and that's the thing about sugar. Go ahead, Akila. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> the way your grandma taught you to eat, right? The way you, the way we used to eat, like you know, generation, just a few generations before, just balanced meals. It's not rocket science, but they try and it, it's one of these funny things where they really try and teach us to be neurotic about food. And you, you know, if you just go back to your cultural roots, you'll figure out exactly what, probably even what you like to eat, what you prefer. Uh, 
Someone in the chat asked, uh, why, or Notorious Mr. D says, why is fasting good for you? From what I understand, <clears throat> once again, from what I understand, um, once your body gets to a certain point of fasting, uh, it starts eating itself, basically. Your body starts consuming the fat that is in your body, uh, so it will eat fat from around uh, your organs and things like that. I've also heard that it does wonders for like resetting your immune system, but these are for extended fasts. This isn't like intermittent fasting or like a twenty-four hour fast. These are like seventy-two hours, five-day fast. Yeah, no, that's why it's taught in the Bible. Like, like that's why they tell you to do this in every religion. Fasting is a thing because it's good for you. It's legit good for you, and it's and 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 it's it's also. um, I'll tell you right now, I have trouble fasting because, um, you know, it it's 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 extreme. It's an extreme example of like hardcore self discipline because it's hard to not eat. You'll fucking eat and not even realize it. You know what I mean? You'll be fucking at the house and you'll be fucking, you know, eighteen hours into this fast and you'll just be fucking hungry and you'll go eat something. You're like fuck. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's just, it's, and if you're fat, it is just tough diet, to do. Like, especially, go ahead. That? I was no, just gonna say, it's, diet, you gotta fast. Hello. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what well, I was just saying. It's you know just, I mean? it's it's easy to fast for twenty four hours, right? That's right. that's that's not hard. That's not even really fasting, in my opinion, right? It's these long, you know, three day, five day fasts. Like, but that really, <laughs> that's really what gets your body to 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 doing the bit, right? To really eating up that bad fat. Resetting your immune system, uh, so on and so forth. But, but yeah. you can fast as little as skipping a meal. You know what I mean? A lot of dudes need to just skip a meal here and there. Well, and here's another thing. Like I was watching this uh, documentary. Um, uh, I think it was called Beyond Weight Loss, maybe. Anyway, there's a documentary, and they were talking about uh, fasting, intermittent fasting, how much we eat now, and they were they were kind of alluding to the fact that that's why a lot of us are sick and getting these kind of. They didn't say this definitively, but if you go watch the documentary, you'll see understand what I'm talking about. They're kind of hinting around the fact that this may be why people are getting all of these cancers and all these weird health issues that are coming up that didn't used to be around because we eat so much more frequently, even throughout the day now than we used to. Like people didn't used to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right, you had to get up and go hunt for dinner, right? So you're out there all day running around. You know what I mean? You had to make things happen before you could just get up but and breakfast have breakfast. Wasn't supposed to be all these calories and shit, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah. You wake up and uh, chew on a fucking tree oh, branch or something. Go. You know what I mean? All right, brother. Thank you very much for stopping in, Bubba. Have oh, a great yeah. night. Oh man, thank you. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Hail victory. God bless you. Hail victory, Hell. brother. God bless you. Uh, that was Fashy Gaines, uh, the infamous Fashy Gaines family. But yeah, no, um, they were talking about how your body can only actually handle about 300 calories at a time, right? That's all it can actually process healthily, right? Once you start getting over 300 calories at a time, all of that shit turns to bad byproduct, right? Waste product, fat, uh, it breaks it down into like unhealthy sugars and things like that. So and bro, it helps your stomach regain its shape. You know, you ever see like um you've been overweight before, right? You know, you used to be able to yeah, eat. Yeah, I used more. to almost weigh 300 pounds, man. I used to be 286 fucking pounds. Right. So you know, it's, you know your stomach can like hold more, right? Because you eat all the time. You see these fat fucks, they can eat tons of food, and then they literally eat till they can't breathe, and that's dinner every night. And it's like if you fast and shit, your stomach will shrink back down. And then you'll literally get full off the smallest amount of food. 
know what I mean? Because that's what's normal. Well, right? people, people, well, go ahead, Akila. So the frequency that we eat at, usually your your blood sugar is going to drop off, like in a healthy, active person after about three hours, three four hours after any meal. So if you're if you're kind of hanging out and you haven't eaten yet, you know, with the with intermittent fasting, for example, um, you can kind of last through some of the uh, discomfort, and eventually you could get to where you like don't need to eat to like about twelve or one, because you kind of you you've gotten comfortable operating at kind of a low blood sugar. Um, but as soon as you start to eat, then it kind of kicks off this process where you have to sort of like keep eating to maintain your blood sugar or else it falls off. Right. So uh, limiting it to like an eight hour window is smart to, to take all your calories in uh, because it kind of le- allows you to sort of like do what you're describing is like eating a little less fre- frequently, giving your body time in, in between like periods of, of, of taking in food to process the food that you've eaten. Um, and so it's a way to stay lean if you're lifting weights, but it's also a way to manage your overall calorie totals. Uh, I don't know like a lot about like long fasts, like five days, seven days. It's not something I ever recommended because I don't find it that sustainable, but I'm not saying it's bad. It could be really good for like some of the same reasons, especially really fat people and stuff, people who have really damaged themselves. So, uh, these are all good and smart ways to go about thinking differently about how to eat. Yeah, like my fat brother, he'll fucking sit there, he'll fucking eat, and he can't breathe after dinner, bro. He's sitting there, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, it's like an orgasm. Holy shit, dude. Whoa. Yeah, dude. It's sexual, bro. It's exactly what it is. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's going, mm. He does that. He goes, mm, when he eats. And then he's like, and then he's done. He's like, uh, and then he spreads out. He eats in front of the TV on the couch. So he just lays back on the couch. Uh. <laughs> they probably just kill us. Oh, no, go. I'm muted. Hey, I was talking. <laughs> Damn it. I was talking about how people are fucking their food. Uh, you know what I mean? They've got the oh, shit all no. over their face. They're making all of these fucking noises, like moaning and, mmm, uh, it's good. Yeah, these people are fucking their food. They're masticating on their fucking food, and it's disgusting. I'm telling you, if you was to grab uh, someone from even America in the fucking 1800s and take them and show them some fat fuck in, like, a fucking Burger King just fucking slopping away at this burger, just tongue fucking the shit out of this burger. He'd probably shoot him. He'd think he was a monster. You know, you know what they would say? They would say this person's filled with, with just sin. Yeah. This person is filled with every fucking weakness and sin. And the body, the flesh, has total control over this person. It's like you're supposed to have control over the flesh. The flesh is not, it's not easy. The easy thing to do is to let the flesh take total control. That's what niggers do. That's yep. how it's easy. It's natural, you know? But what's, what's cool is that we're able to overcome the flesh and be in control of it. And people don't even seem to be aware that that's something you're supposed to do. And that's what they would say. These people have zero fucking respect for themselves or any kind of control. And they're a disgrace. They're like spoiled children. Oh, yeah. 
Well, fuck, guys. We've went run way over time, and I have to get my ass to bed. I uh, stayed home from work today because I had to go to the doctor with the kid, but uh, I got to get my ass to work tomorrow, man. So, uh, Tuber, you want to say anything on the way out of here? No, nah, man. Uh, good show, as always. Thank you. Uh, no, nah, thanks for I- jumping on, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if there's, for some reason, you're somehow not following Mr. White Tuber, get your ass over there and follow my boy White Tuber, man. Uh, he does a fucking amazing fucking goddamn morning show. It's hilarious. <laughs> I posted that in the chat the other day. You had some chink bitch on, and you were, like, bouncing back and forth between the crazy shit she was saying and something else that was happening, and you were going, I was fucking cracking up. I had to come down and, and get on the phone and get in the chat and tell you you were fucking killing me, dude. Yeah, this dude does a hilarious fucking morning show, so if somehow you're not following him, like please go give him morning, a fuck. You know? Fuck around, it's funny, dude. Yeah, dude. It's fun uh, to wake up and have a laugh. It's fucking goddamn hilarious, dude. Uh, Mr. Akila, you got anything you want to say on the way out of here, brother? Oh, uh, well, uh, Western Chauvinist got canned on Telegram, so he's up, got a new channel up. I'm saying that because I got a little love from him the other day in my little tiny fitness channel group. So go see me at uh, National Fitness Club. He had a That's huge it. channel. They killed, they shot, they nuked his channel? To fully man the Telegram did? Subs. Yeah, Telegram killed the new this whole shit. Yeah, it's too bad, man. I, I went to his new channel when it was under a hundred. So did the faggot? Yeah. Uh, did the did the did the Fed guy? Did the shooter guy mention him or something? What happened? I don't know, but um, I think he maybe posted hard on it, or I they cracked down on some shit today. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't really yeah, hear much else. Yeah, but I'm I mean, telling you. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bob. said that he he got uh, so one of his posts taken down or reported. So maybe it's because people re- so I think people report. That's what I think. And maybe there's like more reporting. People go on Telegram after the shooting. You know, like there's like fans, Antifa, whoever doing shit. Hmm. Uh, it ain't gonna work. Like Johnny said, they can do shit. They're gonna talk all that shit. And we're gonna keep on going. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and and even if something does happen to where they do crack down on them, just go to another one, man. Yeah, there's there's a lot of us. Yeah, <clears throat> one one monkey don't stop no show, fam. They can't they can't stop the progress, man. We'll keep going. Uh, Crazy Chris, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate that. I hope you're still here. I just saw that, and uh, thank you very much, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you all very, very much for being here, man. I hope y'all enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, I think we had some fun, talked about some interesting shit. Uh, man, yeah, guys, like I said at the beginning of the show, man, uh, get yourselves involved in something real, man. If guys like, you know, uh, this kid, Peyton or whatever his name is, that flew off the rails, guys like Dylan Roof would have had a positive white community and a band of brothers to go be involved with, things like this wouldn't happen, man. The Jew fears a healthy, smart, uh, connected, supportive white community. Get active. Get vetted. Hail, hail our people. Hail NJP. Hail victory. One people. One struggle. God bless y'all family. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. They'll look high and they'll look low.
They'll look everywhere we go. But when the sinners find us, we won't hide. They'll come loud and they'll come fast. We shoot first and we can last. Keep your rifle by your side. Singing, oh Lord, this earth was made for us. Singing, oh Lord, this sinful life just ain't enough. So we'll take a stand, cause we must protect our land. Keep your rifle by your side. They'll come day and they'll come night. Have our children in their sights But if they don't have faith Their eyes are blind They can scream and they can shout But they can never smoke us out Keep your eyes 